Your mom digs my stash. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which you realize the way that you wrote that is every time I refer to you, I'm insulting your mom, right? <laughs> Should have wrote my mom digs your stash. <laughs> what a weird self burn that is, Todd. Chewed with the fuck up again. point is i'm still winning and i'm still better eh, well whatever <laughs> would you expecting a, a, a conflicting argument or some kind of argument for me because you didn't get it now i'm just expecting you to make an effort nope no effort no effort was made you know, it doesn't occasionally hurt to mention to people that you're in a podcast, Harlan. I'm just saying, you know, it might be, it might be nice. Uh, uh, what if you are embarrassed still that you're doing DNA, <laughs> D&D? Oh what if God. that is the truth? What if that's a true feeling? Wait, right. I do have one question. Because mm-hmm. you keep changing the number. Is it the pentahedron? Is it a tetrahedron? Is it a dodecahedron? Five-sided. So it's a pentahedron, yeah. Okay, okay. just making sure because yeah. the number keeps changing. No, well, because I fucking can't remember shit, Jazz. God damn it. Um, hey, listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast where the phrase window licking wizard isn't a euphemism. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and voice of pre-show announcements, at least until I'm needed in the medical tent to help Sherpa Moyle through his latest cosmic experience. Episode 8, On the Run from the Law, the Guys End Up in the Feywild. If you're a new listener, welcome. We encourage you to go back and listen to the previous catalog to find out just how these heroes ended up exactly in this situation. If you're a returning listener, thank you. We do sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your podcast listening schedule. New or old, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us directly at DM for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com or hit us up on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, but mostly Twitter. And while you're sharing your opinion, please head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and click on some stars, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a review. Your feedback is either the sugar or the shrooms, which sweeten our experience. And speaking of shared experiences, I'm sure we all made a resolution that 2021 was going to be a better year, and there's one easy way for you to do that. Tell somebody about our podcast. Word of mouth is an extremely valuable way for a podcast to grow, and we do appreciate everybody's help getting the word out there. Stay tuned. Next week, we've got a DM splaining coming out with none other than Todd the Tiefling going over the rogue class and exactly how he's doing it wrong. We'll also have news before the end of the month about our Patreon, which is on its way. So for those of you who made a resolution to give more to the community this year, well, you know, the tabletop role-playing podcasting community has the word community in it. So keep an eye out. Okay, I think that's it for this week. Let's bop over to the cast for a quick introduction, recap, and on with the show. All right, guys, we're back with the, with the party. Everybody uh, introduce yourselves real quick. Hey, I'm Anthony playing Baba. This is Jazz playing Fate. This is Jamie playing Eldrin, Slayer of Beasts and Hater of Babies. <laughs> uh, this is Holland playing Todd, your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. This is Andrew playing Moyo the Dragonborn Cleric. All right. 
So where we left off, you guys had performed very oddly in the riddle challenge. <laughs> we got it. Having to <laughs> get the pity kick down for the, the, the softball question, but then crushing the question that I thought would take up most of the session. Walked into the front yard. Fate arguably licked a window. Moyle definitely ate a mushroom. You guys engaged in a conversation with a door slash mimic, then decided it was time to break it down. We rolled initiative and Eldrin attacked and had d- done 10 damage. And then Zencaster decided to that we were done for the night. <laughs> That's where we're going to pick up. Baba. I'd already went. I hit the mimic for nine. That's what's in roll 20. Okay. That's not what is on the recording. So. Okay. Let's pretend for a second. Oh, all right. So uh, with a 22, Baba, you hit roll damage. All right. All right. Not nine damage. Okay, cool. I'm totally even in the fact that we just, we just faked that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> All right. So then that is Todd, Todd the Tiefling. It's my turn? I thought it was, I thought I went third. Oh my God. I swear it's, it's like fucking, we don't even. <laughs> I was listening, but I, I don't know why. Eldrin took his turn last session. We established Baba had, we just did a whole bit about Baba having already actually taking his turn, it not being recorded and us pretending that it was being done. <laughs> and we did a fucking bit about it. We we are on third. <laughs> right. So yes, I am. I of, of course backstabbing. Oh my fucking god! What is that? <laughs> what what no, backstab? What is sneak it called? Attack. Sneak attack. Sorry, sneak attack. <laughs> That's pretty different. That's World of Warcraft talk. Like, wait a minute! He just pulled out some second edition terminology for a man who claims to have never played D anD D before. It's your WoW rogue days. It's my rogue days. Yeah. You have a camera right now. Like you have like a first edition DM screen up and like fucking a dice tower. You've been lying about some shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, but backstabbing sounds like a very Todd thing to do. That used to be what the skill was called until I think probably third third edition. <laughs> if you figure out how to backstab a door, you should let us know something. <laughs> I hinge jack that motherfucker. <laughs> I, this is the part I suck at. I can't play this game. We know you can't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do anything for sneak attack. Just attack. Okay. No, but you have to say sneak attack when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Suppressing fire! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do hit with my short sword. That's all I use. Okay. What you, well, roll. That's what I'm trying to do. I got to remember how to play. It's been oh my too God. That was my favorite part about episode one. Aaron's like, what's my password? <laughs> <laughs> you, you realize I have like a half hour of Harlan, what's my password out? <laughs> like I can legit do a bonus episode. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I, was, I was upset that I didn't follow up with Oh yeah, I haven't launched. Even the was like, I'm where I go. Uh, hold on, let me take care of this cat. And they're like, all right, maybe I'll be ready when you get back. And it was like, you won't be ready. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna be ready. I'm not gonna be ready, but let's pretend. <laughs> yeah, I got all that cut out and saved, man. Like I got an outtake folder. Most of it is Harlan talking about how he can't log into shit. I remember. It still takes me a while to log into Drill Twenty. I'm gonna throw that out there. But you can't save a I, password. I will not save a password. What about like a password like apps that you save it on there and then you can just, you know, look it up? The only one who have it is me. What about like so, a Word document? I have rolled and I rolled a 16. Do I <laughs> A 16 will hit. Roll your damage plus your sneak attack damage since multiple people are engaged with the door. All right. So 11 points of damage total. Yes? Yes. 
do I do another attack with my offhand, or is that just when I miss? No, you you can always if you want to if you're going to draw both your weapons and two hand fight, you can always do that. You absolutely can say, okay, I want to use my bonus action to attack with my offhand. Bonus attack, bonus action to attack with my offhand. What the fuck? Don't you what the fuck me? That's a twenty, sir. That's <laughs> a twenty. This is why I'm your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. Oh, except for that. <laughs> Call it out. And that was a what? Yeah. <laughs> Making the whole thing now twelve. <laughs> Comedy gold, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. Jennifer is not super happy. She is going to lash out at the Todd. Of course. You're closest. <laughs> We're in the door. We all knocked at the same door. I think I tried to kick the door down. You did. <laughs> you shoved your foot right in that door's face and missed. Jennifer gets an eight. Does an eight hit Todd? Armor class is a 14. So that would be a no. We're at full health, right? Yes. All right, that is Jennifer's turn. You are up, Fate. Fate is going to cast Firebolt at the door and try to chuck that bolt right over the top of everybody's head. So very much in the same manner that I uh, manifest my ray of frost from the bottom of my unk, I grab that unk staff again, snatch down almost as though I'm like sparking from friction off the unk and bolt of fire appears in my hand and I just, uh, you know, kind of picture somebody playing a paper basketball with the wastebasket, but that motion at the door. Yep. A 13 will hit. All right. 10 points of damage. All right. So after an aggressive hand job to his arm. <laughs> I definitely thought jerk down was not the best. I'm sorry, dude. I'll let you get away with that. Oh, he's going back to that well. I'm sorry. I got to say something. An aggressive hand. <laughs> How you get up the spark, man? The chafing. You gotta rub that stick hard. <laughs> All right, so oof, what is our total? Jennifer is is looking pretty rough. She is not super happy. Moyle, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna cast Thaumaturgy because it says you instantaneously cause an unlocked door or window to fly open or slam shut. Because I'm nice, this isn't a door. It just looks like a door. But there are windows. Remember the ones that were licked? That's true. There is to the left of the door and there is the stained glass candy window that's a double paned window. And to the right, there is a like a big bay window. And you can cause either one of those to pop open. Uh, let's go with the big bay window. And I'm going to clap my hands and wiggle my fingers and yell, open sesame. And the window pops open. And that's your turn. <laughs> Unless you want to crawl through. I'll let you use your movement to crawl through that window if you want to go over there and crawl crawl into the house. I will jump into the house. Before you do that, the, 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 in front of that window, there are so, there's like a row of low hedges. And in front of those low hedges, there are four red-hatted wearing little gnome statues that you would have to walk by to crawl through the window. Crawl through? It's a bay, it's a bay window. That's no, no, yeah, but exactly. So there's like some hedges in front of the bay window, really low. Not enough to block the window, but like just a little, like some little ground cover, like a nice little flower bed out front with some low, let's say, begonias, some some cotton candy, fluff bushes, some other, uh, like some, some taffy birds of paradise. 
Mm, don't eat the bushes. And in mixed in there, there's there's four little red capped gnomish dude statues, like little little garden gnome guys, like little garden gnome statues, right. kind of lined up on that side in front of the window. The window pops open. You can walk right over there and climb in, but you're gonna have to walk through that stuff. And I just wanted to give you a heads up before you did. Oh man. Can I do an athletics check? The door is and almost see dead. if I can jump over them. <laughs> the door is almost dead. <laughs> Eldrin. Don't fuck up the podcast. Yep. <laughs> this is no. the stupid kind of shit. Go for it. All right, wait. So what are you doing an athletics check to do? <laughs> to jump over the hedge and the gnomes. Oh, boy. Yeah, so 14. You can clear it. So you guys see Moyle wave his fingers, pop open a window, get a running start, and then just dive into the bay window of this house. Hammer's in, up in his hand. No, hammer's still in the bag. Bag of hammers on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. That's a foolish move. You're just going to bar, breach door, no no weapon in hand? Mm. Breach a window with a bag of hammers. I yeah. just like to reiterate, the door is like dying. Don't bring common sense into this. All right, so Moyle, you land yeah. in a cozy little living room. Uh, there are two lounge chairs facing each over, sitting on, uh, sitting on top of a large circular rug. On one side of the room, a ceiling-high bookcase rests with a number of books in a multitude of languages. To your left, there is a door which is shut, which leads out of the room. And in the northwest corner, there's a low bench. And one thing you notice right away sitting on that low bench is what appears to be a ventriloquist dummy. But that's your turn. So that brings us back to the top of the order and it's Eldrin. I am going to use my planar warrior. Use the force. I'm going to attack with my longbow. You full on Keith from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon and draw back a glowing force covered arrow. A 26. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'll hit. Jennifer had exactly 58 hit points. You do the 58th hit point worth of damage. So your arrow blasts through the face that had shaped and the door just melts into a viscous pile of gray goo and the entrance to the house is open. I'm sad I did not get to do a one-liner to say like, knock, knock, motherfucker. But <laughs> that, was def- that was definitely mine. If I was getting killed, it's okay. I'll, t- I'll take the I'll take the win. All right, you guys are out of combat. What are you doing? I guess we're gonna go inside, right? Like Moyle's already in there. Is does this doorway go into the same room that he's in, or what side of the house was he on? It does not. You can't see a whole lot from where you're standing, but you can see that it, it appears to go into a small entry, like little foyer area. Mm. What do you guys think? Should we go check on him? <laughs> yeah, I'm going in. Yes, going in, looking around. Because right, if you guys if you guys take too long to go in, then it's we're going to give Moyle around doing whatever he wants. All right, yo, I'm going in. Then. I'm going in. Definitely going in. I would love my own round. Is there any uh, investigative check that I can do? Or? Yeah, I mean, what, are, what? Tell me what you're investigating. The room itself. Is like. So you're going inside? Yes. And do I know? So he's to the left of us. All right. So real quick, Moyle, give me a perception check. And I rolled a 19. Okay. You hear a quiet, I was like quiet explosion, but you hear a loud thump and then uh, a noise that sounds like a balloon deflating as the mimic melts into it. 
pile of goo and you can tell that your friends have breached the front door. As they figure out what they want to do, you've got a, a moment before they walk in. Is there anything you want to do in this room or do you want to meet up with your crew? Okay, so the only things of interest is a bookshelf and a dummy. There's a, yeah, there's a ventriloquist dummy, two lounge chairs, a rug, and a floor-to-ceiling bookshelf filled with books. Okay, well, first of all, because I see the ventriloquist dummy, I have to say, it's like looking in the mirror. Oh, my God. It's, a dumb, it's another dummy. <laughs> oh, oh. Glad we didn't hear that. And then I want to I want to look at the bookshelf. Is there any book that interests me? Roll an investigation check. So I rolled a eight. What What is something that Moyle is really into? Whores and prostitutes. <laughs> Hammers. <laughs> you can find a Amsonian treaty on the intricacies of sex work, volume one. Is it a social problem or a social option? It appears to be a, a study on the impact of sex work both on its participants and on the culture around it. Uh, okay, so I pull it out and I say, hmm, I flip through it. I'm like, where are the pictures? Okay, <laughs> that's, then that's that's your turn while you're while you're flipping through uh, this research paper to look for nudie pics. All right, guys, <laughs> so the, the the core group, you guys uh, step into a, a, you know, a, a large, I'll say, uh, I'll say a large kind of foyer area because it's big enough to contain a, a wooden bench where you would sit down and kind of take your boots off and, and slip off slip into some house shoes, a large uh, green rug with a serpentine pattern on it, a uh, umbrella holder to the right side of the door with what appear to be a number of umbrellas in it, and then what looks like a little bit of a, a coat rack with a uh, cloak and hat sitting on it. Uh, there is a door to your right, which is closed, a door to your left, which is closed, and then an open entryway straight in front of you that goes down a set of steps into what you what you can tell is a tiled room. Big downstairs? This is like one step, like a, like a sunken, like a like a sunken kitchen, basically. I want to check underneath the rug. <laughs> All right, Todd, give me a dexterity saving throw. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? I think it's more the rug is rolling to hit. The rug. Is- There's a wrinkle in the rug, and he trips over it. Please let it be a low number. Does a thirteen hit, Todd? Fourteen <sighs> is my armor class. It doesn't. This rug flaps up and attempts to wrap around and smother you, but you are able to jump back just in time. Everybody roll initiative. I was about to say, we uh, it, now this rug has to die. Even me? Uh, well, yeah. When we get to your turn, you will you don't have to come into the combat. We just It'll be your turn to do whatever you want in that room. Seven. God damn. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. I got a five. I got a twenty. He really wants to look at that book. <laughs> Let me roll perception once more. Moyle, you go first. You can hear a muffled through the through the door, and you've got an opportunity to do something real quick. What do you want to do? Mm, I'm going to look at the dummy <laughs> and uh, say, "Was that you?" No response. No response. I'm going to roll. Let me roll one more perception check to see if there's any pictures in the book. <laughs> okay. Rolling perception. 10. No, you do not find any pictures in this book. I don't see any pictures. Instead, I find a graph. And I'm very disappointed because it was the nicer, thicker piece of paper. And I got excited and was very disappointed. I will give you this. There is a equation in the back that talks about the economic impact of sex work on the middle and lower eco-socionomic structure. And when you 
type in that equation into your fantasy calculator, the answer spells boobs when you flip it upside <laughs> down. Nice. All right. So, Eldrin, that's your turn. Uh, okay. So, I do I still have my hunter's mark? Like, does how does it work when it's a different encounter? Because I don't. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say what? Well, I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say no. Okay. I mean, there was enough time for you guys to go in and kind of to scope everything out. I'm going to say it will have expired. Then, yeah, I'm going to just uh, attack with my longbow. The nine does not hit. You sail a arrow. It's a giant fucking rug. <laughs> on the, is, it, is, is the rug still on the ground or is it now? No, fighting? it is kind of bowed up like a cobra and is kind of waving back and uh, forth. Okay, well. And it sees Eldrin kind of standing by the doorway, zip an arrow past, and it bobs out of the way. And air, uh, Eldrin's arrow sinks into the wall by the bench. Sigh. Then, Fate, you are up. Fate will. Uh, see that we are now fighting against a tapestry of some sort and try to melt it away with an acid splash. So he does a set of hand signs in front of the and conjures up a bubble of acid and tosses it at the rug. I roll to hit or do I roll to save? Uh, you roll to save against a 14. 19. Darn it. All right. So this rug is bobbing and weaving. Let's see what you did there. So Todd, that would be over to you. All right, you know what you know what it is. It's it's a sneak attack. A good old fashioned sneak attack. All right, I can hit him with that seventeen. Seventeen will hit. All right, that's the, then I'll do my short that damage. Uh, it's it's eight right now. I'm deciding whether I'm going to take this next action and to move away. Because they like to seem to attack me shortly after I attack them. Yeah, it's funny how things do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to use this one to... You, you're going to use your cunning action to disengage. Yes, cunning action oh. to disengage. You, you're but forgetting something? He doesn't have to. He yes. doesn't have to as a swashbuckler, right? If he hits, he can disengage, right? Let's see. Fancy footwork. When you choose this archetype, you learn how to land a strike and slip away without reprisal. There you go. During your turn, if you make a melee attack against a creature, that creature can't make an opportunity attack against you for the rest of your turn. Son of a bitch. So you can actually you can attack with your bonus action and still be safe to walk away. Seems broken as shit. See, we picked a subclass for you. It's just how you fucking play, dude. Like, there's never been a more natural fit. <laughs> Or the swashbuckler, then. I want to hit him and run away. Yes. So then short sword, and then it's... Okay, there we go. And 11's not going to hit. So I've done eight damage. Yes, you did eight damage, and then... I'm rolling out the way. <laughs> okay. Did... um? How did you level up, Harlan? Because your sneak attack is it's only saying 1d6. It should be 2d6 now. I don't, I don't know how I leveled up. <laughs> I'll tell you how I leveled up. I ate a mushroom. I'm like Mario. <laughs> So am I supposed to just change that? Oh, see, I'm trying to. Yeah, so there's a book that you've got access to. It's called the Player's Handbook. And when you look in the Player's Handbook, there's a cl like a class called Rogue. <laughs> and in that class called Rogue, there is a level table. And that level table will describe to you what happens when you level up. And at third level, your sneak attack increases to 2d6 damage. Well, it is now. It's 2d6 damage now. But All right, so go ahead and roll another d6. I'll give it to you. There goes 10. It's not 10. If you guys are curious why editing takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. There you go. 
this other guy was like, Hey man, like, so do you edit out stuff? I'm like, yeah, at about a three hour play session edits down to about an hour and a half of content. Cause some of this shit's just not a compelling listening. <laughs> what? You mean no one wants to hear me go, huh? Where do I find that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I keep some of that in. No, so three. So all together it was 14. Now all together it was 11. You did eight and three, right? Oh, yeah, I was, yes, you're right. I'm reading the, yes. I got a fucking Excel spreadsheet. I learned after the first two episodes <laughs> to write this shit down as we go. That's why I know that Narth, Zarthos and Namacon and Zamdam are, are the other NPC names I've given out. And Roger Wellington. I'm going to get that on the book before we forget. A sweet man. Very sweet man. And the mimic is going to slither forward and attack the big Todd. Mm. What? How can it be attacked? Does a 23 hit? It's not that big of a room and it has movement too. Does a 23 hit? Is that what you asked me? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm asking. Does a 23 hit? I think he knows the answer to that. My armor class is 14. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the rug slithers over and wraps itself around Todd. Uh Uh-oh. Todd, you are officially grappled. If you want to break three, you need to do a strength check. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained, blinded, and at risk of suffocating. The rug can't smother another target. In addition, at the start of each of the target's turns, the target will take 2d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage. While it's grappling a creature, the rug only takes half the damage that is dealt to it, and the creature grappled by the rug will take the other half. There it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so, wait, so I have to either break out of this or every damage that they, they give to the rug, I'm taking half of it. Yep. And at, at the start of the next round, it will start crushing you. It, it doesn't do it on this turn. It just wraps itself around you. You are now smothered and you will start to suffocate the next round unless you can break out. And what do I need to break out? A saving throw of strength? Yeah, you, well, not a strength saving throw. You got to do a strength check. So that brings us to Bobby, your turn. So I can't pull it off him. Ooh, um, yeah. You know what? I will let you do a opposed strength check against this thing to see if you can yank it off. Okay. And kind of the flowers are still standing. Magic trick this thing. Yeah. If you if you aren't gonna let me do that, I was gonna just use the help back. Now, if you do that, but but here's the catch: you're gonna yank it. It's gonna spin around, and Todd's gonna have to do a dexterity saving throw or because he's going to be dizzy and may fall prone. Uh, I'll take it. I'll rage first. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Gives me advantage on strength checks, I believe, right? How many ghostly ancestors appear? Just one. Just my sister. And does everybody see him or is it just just you? Yeah, everybody can see them. All right. You you guys see Baba go into his battle trance and the ghostly... Well, describe what the the ghostly apparition of your your sister looks like. She... she, It's just kind of like a shadow figure of a kind of a teenage girl they can tell it's a teenage girl but they like they don't recognize they wouldn't recognize her it's like there's not enough they can tell she's to uh tabaxi but not really who she is it's just like a very shadowy type of figure i'm i'm very well aware just kind of with there's a connection there i i know who it is and I can't see anything because I'm in this rug. Uh, you can't see a damn thing. Does she make a, a sound like, Abba, save me? No, no sounds. But uh, so I will now try to pull it off. Straight up strength check at advantage since you're raging, right? Come on. Oh, man. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I saw I rolled a 15 and a 20. So with advantage, we'll take the 20. Dirty 20. All right. So here goes the rugs roll. <laughs> so it gets a 15. So, yeah, you yank it out. Todd, give me a dexterity saving throw. Not athletics. Dexterity. <laughs> 
dexterity saving throw. That's a better anyway for me. So yeah, that's enough to keep you in a few. It was a pretty easy check. It was just a 10. So Baba comes up and yanks the rug away and Todd goes spinning out of it. A little woozy, but manages to stay on his feet. Those are salutes at the salute side <laughs> to Baba. Keeps <laughs> okay. moving. All right. That, now that brings us back up to Moyle. <laughs> Okay, so I'm in the other room, so I hear all this noise going on. Yes. And I'm curious. First, I look at the dummy. I'm like, that's not you, is it? No response. Can't over. Can't overuse that joke. Then I go look to see what that noise is. All right, you open the door and see Baba holding a large rug in his hand, Todd looking slightly disheveled and confused, and Eldrin with his bow pointed at the rug. Uh, and acid on the floor. And I'm just like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? Why are you shooting on a rug? Is the rug the rug's not moving, right? It's still. It's not doing anything right this second. No. So I wouldn't be able to know. They look like idiots. Right? <laughs> it's a very confusing scene. <laughs> they look like they look like idiots attacking tapestries and furniture. It's a magic yeah. rug. The damn rug's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is ask questions. You don't have to assume. Hey, what took you guys so long? We've been fighting this rug. You, you just missed it. Oh, really? That's interesting. I just read through this book that rugs are not favorable in this business. <laughs> Wait, what business? You're better. <laughs> I think you know what he's talking about. <laughs> rugs offer a lower price point. <laughs> 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 what book are you reading? <laughs> what what do you think this house is? This house is not a home, gentlemen. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <sighs> yeah. That's that's funny. I think we're going to call that Moyle's turn. <laughs> zinger. <laughs> Mic drop and on to Eldrin. Eldrin, you're up. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to do Planar Warrior 23. <laughs> yes, that will hit. So seven total. The rug is starting to look a little bit threadbare, but still appears to be doing fine. Fate, you're up. All right, so Fate, seeing that uh, some of the threads are now exposed on this uh, angry rug, decides it's time to burn it up. And then he realizes that his room is limited and he can't do that without, you know, potentially burning his friends. So he just calms down and decides again to conjure another acid splash and toss it at the rug. Because that's much, that's much safer for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the rug does not manage to get out of the way in time. It, it tries to flap up a little bit, but Baba stamps his foot down onto the corner and it isn't able to roll back up. Yeah, so the rug will take four points of damage of acid. Now it's looking faded. It's threadbare. It's bleached, but it is still hanging on. Todd, <laughs> your go. You know what it is. Coming short sword. Bam. Todd, you missed. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Todd's coming back with the other short sword. <laughs> Let's go. That one will hit. So a total of 14. As I see it rallying in pain, I stab the rug, impaling the rug, and then I proceed to jump on the rug in a very childish manner. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding the top of the rug. That rug really tied the room together, man. Mm-hmm. Any more threads everywhere. I am stomping the hell out of this rug. You didn't want to pee on it? <laughs> that could be next. 
Is this where we insert the Manscaped advertisement? <laughs> Todd, what? Wait, why, why is this rug rolling? We, we, uh, that's exactly where the Manscaped advertisement will come in. What's your armor class, Todd? Armor class is 14. Mm. All right, so a large umbrella comes flying out of the hat stand oh, no. and slams into you for, ooh, goddamn, eight points of damage, Todd. Damn. What am I doing in here? Why am I the only one getting hit? <laughs> <laughs> that, that run, man. Mm. Why am I the only one getting hit? Can someone tell me this, please? Don't you have that thing that like you can repost or something? Isn't that rebuke? Net. No, I don't have that. Yes, you have hellish yeah, rebuke. Yes, you have hellish. Oh, hellish rebuke. Yeah, that's just for uh, resistance. What? Look at no. 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 Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Rebuke has nothing to do with res- re- resistance. It's in- it's not sitting on my thing, so I don't know what the hell. He's thinking hell. He's thinking the hellish ancestry. Infernal ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. What is hellish rebuke? It's not. Yeah, it's part of your infernal legacy. You can cast the thaumaturgy cantrip. In addition, when you reach third level, you can cast the hellish rebuke spell as a second level spell once with this trait and regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. So one time per long rest, you can lash out at somebody that hits you to do damage. Does it stop me from taking damage? No, no. You still take damage. Something hits you, and then you set it on fire out of pure spite and pity or pettiness. You point your finger, and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. Are you flipping this thing off in hellish flames, or what are you doing? Yes. Oh, I flip it off. I I, I give it the finger. Right. It, it manages to open up and flap out the flames a little bit with a 19. It is going to take half damage. So rolled 3d10, though. That's still significant. What is that, 15, 7 points of damage? Your go, Baba. All right. And so... Yeah, I'll attack the umbrella then. We'll attack with the Yekula. And I get a six. So A six will not hit. Moyle, you see a umbrella fly out of the umbrella stand. Bop Todd, like just right in the face, pretty severely. Todd sets it on fire by flipping it off. Uh, and it's your turn. Oh, that was weird. Mary Poppins' umbrella just came to life. Uh, but I guess this is a bizarre house. So I guess it's hammer time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use the warhammer, the one-handed warhammer. It's roll a fourteen. It's, just, it's the one hammer. <laughs> no, fourteen does not hit. Wow, that's what you get for saying. I guess it's hammer time. Well, I wasn't certain. You got to commit, man. <laughs> yeah, you commit. all in. Hammer time. Eldrin, you are up. Uh, I'm going to use planar warrior again and try to attack this umbrella with my longbow. Twenty-six. That will hit. So a six total. It's looking pretty bad. A couple of the little support rods are are snapped off. It's not quite flapping as well as it should be, but it is still up and running. Fate, you go. Is there anything else in the the container that the umbrella came from? No, it's empty. The only other thing really in here is there's a cloak on the uh, cloak rack in the corner to the right of the door. I'm firebolting the cloak. Okay. Yeah. Roll the hit. Spark of flame from the Yonk. Oh. <laughs> That's a net one. Now we got something else fighting us now. Now we got something else fighting us. Yeah, the uh, cloak flaps out into, it looks like a kind of a giant cloaky manta ray and enters the fight. Come on, man. Could you just do the one thing that we were doing, though? Now we're fighting two. If we were fighting one, now we're fighting. If he didn't do it, it would have, like, got the jump on us, so. Now it's two. Okay, whatever. I, I understand, but. I'm the only one taking damage, too, so I'm, I'm like. Makes you feel any better, the cloak will. 
will go after fate since he attacked it first. Todd's turn. Yep, what you doing, Todd? Uh, Todd, as you know what Todd's doing, Todd's hitting. Mm. That's not doing it. Um, What'd you get? A nine. Todd rolled the nine. All right, that will miss. And then I guess he's coming with the short sword. Come on, short sword. 17. Absolutely hit. Todd is uh, uh, apprehensively going to now stab, slice this umbrella in half with the short sword, not knowing what is now going to lash out and attack him. So (laughs) he swipes at it and then puts his guard up just in case something else is coming for his face. He's got PTSD from furniture. (laughs) 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 You fooled me once. It's the most unheroic attack. (laughs) (laughs) It's the cloak's turn and it's going after you, Fate. Ooh, five. And it swings and misses. Bobby, you're up. I will reckless attack the the cloak. Here I come to save the day. No need to roll anything else. (laughs) No need to to roll anything else. I rolled a nat 20. I'm just going to cut the cloak in half. I didn't even get a chance to get started fighting. I'm just... All right. So it's sad little bisected flaps kind of drift down to the ground and you guys are out of combat and standing in a kind of tumbled up entryway. You got the door back into the uh, little library sitting room that Moyle was in, the door across the hall, which is shut, and then the step down into a larger tiled room. Moyle, what was in that room? Anybody got a potion they can throw you, boy? They can see inside the inside the room Moyle came out of with all the books, yes? Uh, well, Moyle, did you shut the door behind you or? Nope. Then yes, you can see a bookcase, Moyle. All right. So Fate's wandering into the library to study, check out all the books. He wants to see what's in there. Why are we just wandering around the witch's house? Right. <laughs> I mean, that room should be reasonably safe. Moyle just came out of it. Did you ask him what was in there? <laughs> he came out with the book. And I can see books. Now, you, now you're fighting a ventriloquist dummy. You see yeah. that? All right. You know what? Just just go in there and lick the books then, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Correction. Correction. I'm going to lick my finger and turn pages. Thank you. Uh, you are also going to need to eat. It's time for a sugar bump. Yep. I, I was wondering. I was like, okay, so I'll pop another sugar date out in my pocket and, you know. Uh, has anyone got any potions in that bag of hammers? To, to, to <laughs> All right, real quick, roll a 1d8 for me, Fate. Oh, uh-oh. I don't like this. Oh, that's not a bad one. You get uh, another five temporary hit points. Can I get a date? You don't take this way. We need that on the, we need that on the shirt, too. What that date do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, I want to go in the room and uh, search through the books and see if I see anything of, uh, of, of interest. Preferably of any any titles that uh could lead me to uh monetary gains. Give me an investigate check. Twenty five, sir. Ooh, Jesus Christ! No, you don't um, particularly find anything that is like here's a list of where all the treasure is buried. <laughs> <laughs> Do find a series of books that look like they're journals of uh, a couple of different residents of of this house. What languages does Fate speak? Fate. Speaks common draconic dwarven elvish. Okay, you can you can read the one 
that's written in Dwarvish and the one that's written in Elvish. I mean, both of them tell a very similar tale of a woman who came to live in this cottage and had a very full life and was visited periodically by her patron and seemed to be learning magical abilities. And, you know, it's a somewhat of a mundane but very fulfilled life in front of you. I mean, they talk about starting the garden and occasionally they bemoan the fact that they're not allowed to go beyond the the walls, uh, not the walls, but the, the perimeter of the property because that keeps them safe from the rest of the Feywild. As this is actually a little pocket of the Feywild. It's not the main Feywild proper. Talks about raising their, their pets lovingly in the, uh, in the pen outside. But one thing that you do notice is they all seem to stop somewhat abruptly. Like they, you know, there's not any indication that the owner of the journal was getting sick or getting elderly or was, you know, going to partake in any kind of action that would cause them to, you know, to stop updating stop doing the journal but you you know like you, there's there's five or six you can definitely read two of them but the the other ones are just in different languages that you don't recognize okay i want to throw all you said there's five or six of them i'm going to take all the, all of those books and put them into um into my bag pack just to uh you know maybe i can find somebody to either translate the others or see if there's any other hidden notes in there but i'm just gonna i'm gonna collect all five or all six cool and uh yeah so i'm gonna relay that information so hey guys um just a quick quick note um so it seems like i found a journal here that uh details the life of the uh the i'd say owner of this residence and it seems as though they were here for quite some time uh studying in the ways of the arcane as 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 the learned are known to do. Um, however, they don't seem to be of the Feywild, just uh, someone who came to be in the Feywild. Um, long story short, there doesn't really seem to be um, any evidence of this person ever leaving, but this journal has a very sudden stop. And it wasn't. Does, does the does the does the endpoint seem like it was recent or a while back? You know, they're not really dated in a coherent fashion. That's one of the weird things about the Feywild. Time acts very differently here, and you can see a lot of the journals start with a coherent date, but you know, about a month or two worth of entries in, the the owners just all collectively give up in keeping track of that time. So you can tell some of them are actually easily a hundred or two hundred years old, but you can tell they are sequential. You can't tell where they end. And I, I guess you can tell the most recent one, let's say the Dwarvish woman was the most recent one, but it seems like maybe every 50 years or so, a new resident would take up and start a journal. Huh. Okay. So yeah, what, what he said. What, so there's, what so he said. with five of them, that would mean the first one was 250 years ago. And the right. most recent one that you found was 50, 50 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Is that when Roger said that the children disappeared? Which... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone so, remember? I don't remember. <laughs> that that does that Seems does like seem it. to line up with the with the information we were given from our friend uh Roger Wellington, was it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um so we might want to keep this in mind as we continue to explore this uh this domicile. Carry on. Uh any cool pictures in those? Hmm. Um there's a drawing of some flowers. Is there anything else in that room you see in there, Fate? There's a weird puppet in here. Puppet. It's probably dangerous. 
did you leave the room, Fate, to go tell them all that, or where did, what did you do? I'm standing like in the doorway. Okay. Anyone got a potion? I'm kind of bleaking over here. How badly injured is Todd? He took eight eight hit points of damage, I think. Right. Ah, uh, you're good, Todd. What? Okay. I see. I see what we're doing. It's not even my turn. <laughs> you know, you're you are allowed to use your spells, Moyle. You know that, right? All right, you guys can go down into the large tiled room, or you can check out that room, the other door off the to the side. Are we all together still? Yeah, you guys. I'm assuming you guys are all in the entry with Fate standing in the uh, doorway to the study. Mm. Oh, yeah. I want, yeah, I want to go into this dining room area. Did anyone happen to get a good look through the other window outside into the next room over? The one, the window you licked? I was going to say. <laughs> you saw it, didn't you? You were the closest one. That, well, okay. No, no, Because, see, I licked the bay window. I licked bay window. Dang it. Now y'all got me saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. No, we, we established you guys couldn't really see through the windows because they were like a stained glass yeah, look. Okay. Mm-hmm. I tasted the bay window. I was trying to see if anybody saw anything inside of this window. No, I want to explore that window. Room. All right. So you guys want to open that door? Sure. So fate motions over. Hey, Baba, would you mind opening that uh, that door there? Let's see if it's inside that room. And I step out of the room into the foyer. Door's locked. Uh, and so we need we need a we need a thief or someone who can cast a spell that opens doors. <laughs> I, uh, I only open unlocked doors. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really? What- there's really in it. Yeah, it only works on unlocked doors. <laughs> it did work on windows. I can only turn invisible if no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a thief, and yeah. that is I. I will attempt to pick the lock. If I get a heal. If I get a heal, I will attempt to pick the lock. How many hit points are you at? Always quid pro quo. I got 13. Yeah. If this door swings open and just uh, there's a cannon on the other end of the side of this door. <laughs> I'll give him a potion. I have, I have two. I'll give him one. Right. Can I, I have uh, one? I have one healing potion. If I use this healing potion, how much HP does it give me? I'll say two D four. I like that you asked around for a healing potion as opposed to asking the healer. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I asked the healer. He clearly told me no. He no, said, not for no. You asked him for a healing pot, not a heal. He got straight walk it, walk it off. He said the, the healer did tell him he's all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm back to 20. I got seven. Seven HP from that t- potion. Thanks, Baba. Again, salute. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be forgetting that you left me in the refrigerator, the freezer back at the Dirt King. Oh, yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. No one knows that. You don't know that. Nobody knows that. Though. Whoa. When did this happen? Well, we were, we were going to talk about this and then we got attacked or, or something. Do you want this pick lock, this lock open? <sighs> Okay, well, you're all thumbs, Todd. I want to see you open it. Table this. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, every time we try and bring this up, Todd tries to change the subject. That's true. Oh my Let's God. have this conversation. I told y'all what happened. You know what happened. I don't have to say anymore. He told us that he that you were you were asleep. How did this lockpicking work again, sir? You have a thieves' tools that you're proficient in. Fourteen. There you go. That'll do it. All right. The lock has been picked, suckers. Does anyone want to walk through? I mean, you're the closest, right? Yeah. Y'all sound like some straight bitches. <laughs> really? It sounds like you are. No, 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 no. Will seems I, really pissed at Todd. What happened? There? I have no clue why mm. he'd be upset. None whatsoever. You know what? 
You know what? I will. I'm kicking this door wide open. Oh. But now that I've opened it, I'm, just I'm going kicking full it Todd. open. You never go half Todd. Never go full Todd. <laughs> you never go half Todd. You always full Todd. <laughs> or no Todd. So are you opening the door a little bit and then kicking it open? Or are you just unlocking it and then kicking <laughs> it open? Yeah, because kicking open the last door works so well. <laughs> oh, the door's already been open. You unlock the door just to kick it down? <laughs> I'm just establishing what kind of role you need to do. <laughs> The door is open. I've unlocked the door so Mm -hmm. I know it's not locked. Mm -hmm. You're right. I will turn the knob to slightly push it a Mm -hmm. little, and I am kicking the door open for dramatic effect. Okay. Give me an athletics roll, and please crit fail. (laughs) (laughs) No! I do not crit fail. 21. (laughs) You actually manage to kick the door off the hinges a little bit. Not all the way. So like just the top hinge pops out. So the door is all kind of hanging akimbo on the inside of a a bedroom. Not huge. There is a immediately across from the drawer, a oaken dresser with uh, three drawers. Uh, To the right of it is a large queen size uh, four poster bed, the little nightstand to the left of it. I'm checking the bottom drawer. I got first. I got in first. The bottom drawer of the nightstand or the bottom drawer of the dresser? Dresser. I'm checking the nightstand. Okay. So both you guys give me investigation checks. Oh, I don't do investigation. That's not my thing. Wait, a bounty hunter that doesn't investigate? Moyo gets a 16. 17. Todd, you find a a journal that is in common. Moyle, you don't find anything in the dresser, but you do notice underneath the bed, kind of in the center underneath the bed, if like you've kind of crawled underneath the bed a little bit, there is what looks to be like a small little jewelry box. Oh, I'm taking that. Yes. This shit's going to be cursed. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're crawling underneath the bed to get it? Uh, can I reach with my hand? No, you actually have to crawl. Like to reach it, you, you're going to have to crawl underneath the bed to get it. I am too tempted not to. Okay. You guys see Moyle go through the bottom of the drawer, not find anything. A glint catches eye and see him go, ooh. He slides under the bed and then the bed just collapses down on top of him. Oh, no. What did my journal have in it? (laughs) It is the diary of the current resident and it describes a situation very, very similar to what Fate had described where this lady who was talking about having a a heart life and it's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of language about how the village never treated her right and they they always seem to treat her like an outsider but then she was approached by this patron from the Feywild who offered her the opportunity to learn some magic if she came and lived in this cottage and she came here and began doing some some magical experiments and has had a wonderful life ever since ever since then and it is dated about a about 50 years ago is when it starts all right so we check in the other drawers. Well, you guys need to deal with the fact that Moyle is under trapped bed. under this bed. Yeah. Moyle, you immediately take three points of damage. Okay. So do we have to try to lift the bed under? Or is the bed has, or has the bed just attacked him? Well, it appears to be some kind of mechanical trap uh. that has dropped down on top of Moyle, and you could hear kind of gears clicking, and you get the impression that it is going to continue to press down against Moyle Ooh. each round, consecutively doing more damage as it crushes him, unless you guys can figure a way to get him out. Is there any sort of like button or release mechanism on like the bed frame or anything like that we could see or give me an investigate check 11 you don't find anything on the bed 
So in this room, we know that there is the nightstand, the dresser with the three drawers, the bed, and that's it. That's all we see. Uh, yeah, there's the nightstand, the dresser, the bed, and that's that's pretty much it. In the window. And Moyle checked the nightstand. Is that? Yeah, he looked. He searched the nightstand. Nothing was in there. Right. Yeah, no, nothing was in there. So Fate's going to kind of a uh, just you know kind of very timidly saunter over towards the bed and just put a little bit of pressure trying to see if he can like lift up at all on the bed. Give me a strength check or athletics check. Here we go. Let's see what I get. Uh, that's a six, sir. <laughs> we are reminded that fate is an academic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was, I mean, that was more of a check than really fate intended to do to begin with. He really just wanted to kind of, you know, give an, uh, give the idea of an effort being made and then really try and inspect. Kicking the tires. Yeah. Moyo, you take another two points of damage. Okay. Good thing I still have that potion for myself. That's true. <laughs> Moyo, you are restrained and can't do anything at this point. You can you can you can talk, but your arms are pinned. You are unable to take any action. Uh, uh so we we need to do mm. check those drawers. Do you want you want to check the other drawers? <laughs> Fate is going to uh, inspect the other uh, bed to see if there's a release mechanism the same way um, Eldrin did. It's two beds. I thought there was one. Damn it! Ugh. Worse than me. That is a that is a nat one. We question that fate is in fact an academic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's shown me nothing. He has shown me nothing except he can barely read and licks windows. Moyle, you take another point of damage. Uh, wait, wait. I, I'm going to look in that drawer with the other drawer, middle drawer. Can I look in the middle drawer for anything else in there? Uh, yeah, give me an investigation check. Oh, boy. Not my strong suit. <laughs> 12. Uh, you do not find anything in the, the middle drawer. Son of a bitch. Uh, when, when all else fails, Todd attacks it. Can Todd attack? <laughs> that's, that's what Todd knows. He, knows. he knows attacking. And hiding. Mostly attacking. You can't say nothing more. You are bound to leave for bed. I can say whatever I want. I just can't move. He's going to keep taking damage. Just, just can I attack the bed? God damn. Moyle is the luckiest son of a bitch. I have rolled a two, a three, a two, a one, and a one on his damage from this trap. On a, on a D8. Moyle, you take <laughs> another point of damage. The last two rolls are D8. The, I'm resetting the timer. The next roll will be a D10. So what you're saying is I cannot attack the bed. No, I'm saying that your 30 seconds were up. You can absolutely attack the bed. Tell me what part of the bed you're attacking. Ooh, one of the posts. Like at the top or at the bottom or what do you do? Where? Bottom post, bottom right. All right, give me an attack roll. All right, roll some damage. All right, and you know it's going to be sneak attack, so roll damage. You can't sneak attack a bed, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Moyle, you take eight damage. Oh, oh, boy. Okay, there we go. All right, there goes uh, six. Okay. And I will also uh, try to attack the other leg with the, my short sword. Okay. 20, and then with uh, if it hits, I got two damage on the other leg, left leg. Bottom. All right, you have managed to chip away at the gears that are causing the bed to sink. You can see that you're making progress with that, but it's not quite there yet. Clock has started okay. again. Uh, I, I will attack with the short sword on the bed post as well. Go ahead and roll damage. A nine. Okay, that will do it, but Moyle's going to take one last round of damage. I got nine points. Whew. It can't kill you. Oh, he has, no, it's 1d10. <laughs> you take three 
That was the second one, D10. It was D12 next. And from there, it went to the big D20. You guys, so you guys finally managed to crush the mechanism that is allowing the bed to sink further. And I will forego any you guys doing a number of athletics checks to finally pry the bed up and lift it up enough when you all work together for Moyle to slither out from underneath it. Moyle, as you slither out, you notice behind the dresser, behind the dresser, there appears to be some kind of panel. Oh. <laughs> it might have been the release. <laughs> Yeah, nice going, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Did we just save you? I also heard you try to sneak attack a bed. (laughs) So uh, I'm clearly working with uh, the brightest of the... Did the attack work? Not yours. Yeah, what? (laughs) What? Uh, you need to drink that potion. Did you find anything under there, Moyle? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'd like to take a potion. I'd like to open up the uh, the box that I got out from under there. Yeah. How about, can't you heal yourself and not use potions and you can give those to me? Mm, no, because uh, I'm really <laughs> damaged. I have six points and healing only does 1d8. You're, you can do more than that with your cure wounds if you cast it as a second level spell. Okay. Well, let's see. What is it? Use the potion. We might need the cure. Alternatively, you guys could go ahead and take a break and take a short rest and you roll your hit dice. Can we rest in a witch's house? All right. You got to have an hour of uninterrupted time. You guys could barricade yourself in the bedroom. Yes, this is technically hostile territory, but I will tell you, nothing has wandered up and attacked you. Mm. You have only gotten attacked by shit that you guys have trod across or attacked initially. It's true. I did not attack that umbrella. You did attack those doors. Glad we didn't attack that dummy. No, but you disrespected its friend's corpse right the fuck in front of it. So, like, like it went to college with that rug. God. (laughs) First of all, I didn't even attack the rug. I just checked the rug and the rug attacked me. It felt accosted. (laughs) You did not have consent when you laid your hands on that rug. So, yeah, I mean, is there a chance I'm going to roll an encounter check to see if something does happen? Yes. <laughs> what that's going to look like, I'm not going to tell you. But so depending upon the level of hostile territory, short rests are generally pretty safe. And I do encourage you guys to take them because there's a lot of abilities that are kind of based around that. And I don't think people use short rests enough. Long rests are a totally other story. A long rest, you better be pretty sure that you're safe on. Because if you are taking a long rest in a, like if you guys tried to t- get a full eight hours of sleep in this bed, I can almost guarantee you Uh, unless I roll really shitty on the encounter checks, that something would happen to you. I would still roll. I would still give you the opportunity to make it through the night, but the encounter, the the modifier I would put on the encounter check for something to trigger would be significantly lower for a long rest. So how many uh, hit points do we gain back in a short rest? You roll your hit die. So your third level, you have three hit die you can expend per long rest during a short rest. You you can choose. You can choose to do one. You can choose to do all three, but you don't get those resources back until a long rest. I guess let's do a short rest. What about you guys? What do you think? You're the only one who needs it, but yeah, we could do a short rest. Short rest sounds good. Okay. All right. So are you just doing the one hit die or you want to do your other two? I'll do the other two as well. So you get 15 hit points back during the rest. Okay. Pretty good. That is a back to a 21. So you guys spend an hour, Moyle, hot boxes the shit out of the room <laughs> as he communes with Rala Shahs and takes a short rest, an extremely rejuvenative short rest. I do need to open up that box. Yeah, there is a key in that box. 
So I'm, I'm sorry, did we barricade ourselves in this room while we were short resting? I'm going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt that, yeah, you barricaded the time. Probably against my better judgment. This one time, first one's free and then I start charging. But yeah, I will give you guys. In fact, that's actually how you discover that the release for the bed was behind the dresser. You go to slide that in front of the door and then it's like, in case of emergency, flip, flip switch to release trap. <laughs> So, do, All right. is there nothing in these drawers? Did uh, um, there's a bunch of old lady nightgowns, some gardening gloves. It, I mean, it, it's exactly what you would expect to find in your grandma's dresser. Uh, so, no leather armor. <laughs> That's what you say. Not unless your granny is a lot different than mine. Man. <laughs> your grandma, Xena Warrior Princess. So, while we're resting, uh, Fate's going back and forth over these books, and he realizes that, you know, everybody that's come here has come with the expectation of learning some magic. And so now he's very much on the lookout for, like, spell scrolls inside of this place. So, he's kind of rummaging through the dressers and the beds and everything, trying to see if there's something around that he might be able to learn something from. Give me, give me an arcana check fate that mm, 20 baby yeah you are you can put two and two together very very easily with your net 20 that in every single one of these these sound like they're describing a pact that a warlock would make with a fey creature to get their spell casting abilities not saying that there may not be a scroll or two laying around but th- you definitely are getting some some big warlock energy out of the situation that's being described. That BWE, that big warlock energy. <laughs> <laughs> so um so fate then yeah um as he reads over everything again and you know he gets excited thinking he might be able to find himself some some new uh some new knowledge on the arcane he realizes that you know hey uh guys I believe we might have found our way into a into the domicile of a warlock uh, a warlock of fate which is rare, as I understand it. But nevertheless, uh, be wary. Uh, the warlocks are mysterious. That's the best you got us? Yeah, mysterious. That's, that's the best I have for you, sir. Mysterious. Uh-huh. What are you guys doing? Uh, let's find where that key goes to. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, all right. We're out this room. Back back in the, the main foyer. You do notice the door across the way from you has been shut. The one with the the dummy in it? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's not creepy or anything. <laughs> Can I go over to that door? Yeah. So I go over to the door and I knock and I say, hey, dummy, open up. <laughs> Nothing happens. Is the door locked? Are you going to try and open it? Shit. Oh. oh. yeah. I mean, you can do an investigate check, Todd, as a thief to see, you know, with your thieves tools, if you can suss it out. Yeah, let's do like that. You can't stare intently at the door and know it's locked. Like, <laughs> hey, man, is a little button pushed in on the knob? Mm-hmm. Like, I was asking, whoa, he did just go over to the door, so... Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll turn the knob. No, it's it's not locked. Okay, uh, I open it up. Yep, dummy's not in the room anymore. Oh, <laughs> man. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. Should have killed it when we had the chance. Come on, guys, you can't kill a fellow dummy. I uh, guess there was nothing else in that room, so at least now we know that the dummy's gone. Let's continue to search other places. Yes, says this dummy. At least now we're being stalked by a monster dummy thing. It's great. I guess we step down into that. Is that the room we step down into, right? Yeah, you guys step down into what is clearly a large kitchen slash dining area. It is a large rectangular tiled room. Directly in front of you is a door with a window in it that you can see leads out into the backyard. To the left, there's an open little archway that appears to lead into a pantry area. To the left, there is another closed door. To the right, you can see a long dining table. On the far right end of the room, there appears to be a large 
cauldron that is covered and there is some smoldering embers underneath it and it appears to be steaming and bubbling a little bit. There is in the northeast corner of the room is actually a, a stove, like a old-fashioned potbelly stove that has a pipe that uh, like a little exhaust pipe that goes up through the roof. To the left of that looks like an old school kind of ice box. You can tell it looks to be some like some kind of magical refrigeration apparatus. Then you've got a food prep area with a cleaver and a cutting board, a small shelf with, you know, a row of vegetables on it, and then kind of a big, a big dining room table with three chairs. And then past that, there's... Well, there's a door. I'd like to go to the door and see if it's locked on that, on the one to the left of the bedroom. Are you trying to see if it's locked while you buy and open it, or are you just trying to... I just wanted to ascertain if it's locked because we've got this key and it's got to go someplace and there's not much places that it could go. Well, I can tell you right now, just by looking at the key, especially being a thief, um, you know that that's not the key for that door. In fact, that key looks smaller and give me, uh, just give me an insight check, Todd. Can I make a guess where that key goes to? That's what Todd's doing as a thief who has familiarity with a number of locks. Within eight, you know it's definitely not a key to a, a like a door door. It might be a key to um, like a shed or a trap door or a cellar or a big chest. Those are the, the things that come to mind, but you don't know for sure. But yeah, but yeah, if you would want to try and do an investigation check on that door with just kind of like gently, almost like you're trying to pick the lock, but not even pick it just to feel if it's locked, you can, you can do that. You're just going to have to make a roll. Before Todd does that, is there anybody, anything anybody else wants to do in this room? Fate would like to inspect the pantry. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Sweet tooth. What, what is everybody else doing? I'm leery of that cleaver that's on the thing. After all those other magical items attacked us, I just want to check out the cleaver and make sure it's not moving. <laughs> okay. The old magic cleaver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two fingers at your eyes at the cleaver. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Baba, what are you doing? I'll actually go behind Todd as he goes to the door. Moyle, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to go over to the pot of boiling food why does that not surprise me i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a sniff look for any children's parts and if there are none (laughs) make myself a bowl let's roll initiative guys because we're gonna play these out in the order that you guys roll initiative oh because there's there's multiple things happening yeah there's a lot that can happen in this room yeah oh buddy Eldrum, is there anything you're doing or are you just kind of keeping an eye on everything? I'm backing away from from Moyle. I don't want to be anywhere near that pot <laughs> when he opens that thing. And uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of stay closer to the pantry area, uh, but not go in there either. <laughs> okay. And that's you, Todd. What are you doing? I'm checking the door now. I've- yeah, you can tell the door is locked. <laughs> okay, but we don't have the key because this one isn't the key for it. Nope. You do have tools. Still, I, I guess I'm going to to pick this lock again. Okay, give me a roll. All right, you with a twenty-two, you definitely pick the lock with no problem. However, Uh-oh. I am going to need everybody to give me a wisdom saving throw. God damn it, Todd. <laughs> What y'all over there being all cautious? Moyle rolls a 23. Curiosity killed the tiefling. 16. Jamie? Sorry. I was trying to find the saving throw. Uh, eight. Oof. That's not good. Okay. It's really interesting who passed the save and who didn't. All right. So, <laughs> Baba, 
Todd and Eldrin, you guys hear a shrill, loud voice shrieking from behind the door in a language you can't quite understand. And then just right as Todd kind of clicks the door unlocked, it bursts open and there is a towering, green-skinned, just hideous covered in boils and rags woman looking down on you and just <laughs> screeching at you at a language you don't understand. Oh boy. Moyle and Fate. Fate, you don't see anything because you're in the pantry, but you hear an elderly woman go, what are you doing in my house? Please get out. And Moyle, you hear the same thing. Everybody roll initiative. Fuck again. <laughs> And then we're going to roll for the hag. Oof. So she's above everyone. She's first. Oh. And she's pissed. Hey, Harlem, being right, <laughs> right in front of the door. She is not happy. She slams the door and you hear it relock. Fate, that is your turn. What in the nine hells is going on out there? And I back up out of the door and try and look around to see what the hell's going on. Do I still hear sound? No, I mean, you You walk into the kitchen and you see Baba, Eldrin, and Todd taking uh, defensive slash offensive positions outside this door. What happened? I think we found the witch. I think we found the witch. Did the green skin give it away, Todd? It was hideous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, was that who I heard talking? All I heard was some yeah, fucking yeah. crazy language. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, so Fate's going to call out to whoever it is. Ma'am, is there something we can do to help you? Get out of my house, is what you and Moyle hear, Fate. All the rest of you hear. Is he speaking draconian? Because we don't understand this. I mean, what? sounds like gibberish to me. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you talking to us? I Talking to it. I didn't hear anything other than a woman screaming for help. So, yeah. So whoever lives here wants us to leave her home. Um, perhaps nobody screamed for help. She's just screaming. A witch, a, a green witch came out here, yelled at us and walked back in and closed the door. What are you talking about help? OK, well, I didn't see any of that. I heard someone asking for help and for us to get out of her home. So whose word are you taking? Mine. He's supposed to be the intelligent one. the intelligent part is gone you lick the window we are technically in combat so fate are you gonna do anything or are we moving on that's it i'm trying to convince them to let's leave the house and respect the wishes of the no go that brings us to moyle moyle what are you doing uh i'm gonna use charm person because i can't understand what she said she seems a little concerned you don't have line of sight on her the door's closed, right? Mm-hmm. She shut the door. Oh, the, oh, she shut the door. Yeah, that's why on her move, she shut the door and you heard it audibly locked. Oh, okay. She's definitely going to use a damn cleaver. <laughs> I thought you have the cleaver. Nope. Did she? How could she have grabbed it? I, I, I mean, she doesn't grab it, but she's got magic, so, you know. And is the cleaver still there? It's on the table. Wait, I have leather. So, what's the issue? I mean, nothing yet. Okay. We've had other inanimate objects fly at us. Yeah, so. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. This is tough to say since she's still lying there. I'll pull myself. I'll pour myself a bowl. Oh my god. Wait, were there? Was there anything in there? 
like in the pot? like children does it does it seem edible or does it seem like it's a spell like there is a strange bubbling ochre looking jelly hmm. that when you open up the pot lashes out at you oh jeez I mean, we all knew that, that opening up that pot was a bad idea, right? Like, we all knew that, right, fellas? Come on. Just a small one. Only a small one. I don't know. I'm still glad I got what's out of that the, the box. Oh, so, I guess I need to fight the jelly? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, rolling a, I'm rolling a surprise attack on you. Hang on, buddy. Oof, no, it lashes out. Yeah, I'll let you take an attack on it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's use the inflict wounds. No, no, no. Let's use Sacred Flame. Okay. So you do two damage? To it? Yeah, you do two damage to it. Okay. Is that enough for me to get away from it? Yeah, I mean, you can move away, but it's going to get an attack of opportunity if you if you try and run away from it. Um, so I'm at a disadvantage if I stay there and a disadvantage if I run away. No, no, no. You're, I mean, you're, it's like the only surprise attack is you open up this pot lid and it's, it lashed out oh, at you with this strange ochre pseudopod. Like while you were leaning in to smell it, like, mm, are there any, you know, it, it reached out and slapped you. Is that, hmm, is that nutmeg? Yeah. Can I, uh, can I put the pot, the top of the pot back on? Your next turn, yeah, if you want. You just cast this, but you're done with action. So you can you can walk away or be done. Be done. I be done. All right. Baba, what you doing? I'm going to kick the door down. Yeah. Okay. Just strength check on that? Yeah, just an athletics roll. Oh, my bad. I just hit strength. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you keep that nat 20. I ain't going to take it. <laughs> so, yeah, after Todd kicked the door, an open door earlier, you walk up and <laughs> kick the slot door. And Todd can only knock an open door slightly <laughs> off the hinge. You full on blow this motherfucker off the freight. Like, it goes flying in, collides into the woman. She takes four points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, and I'm still going to give you a turn with a nat 20 on that, man. If you want to move in and do something. Uh, you're giving me like an, an actual action? That'll work. I will attack her then. Yeah, I'm giving you an action action. Bam. 10 will actually hit. 10 damage. Okay, you kill this old lady. Damn, man. That's just center mass. I was just going for quick and easy. We just stab her right through the chest. Your spear sinks in and pierces through the back, her back. And as it does, like it tents out the back of her nightgown. And as you do, as she breathes her last shuddering gasp, the spell fades from you, Eldrin, and Todd. And she appears to be a elderly old woman, fairly normal in every sense. Oh, no. At which point you hear a slight humming and look out the window and walking down the lane is Roger Wellington. That motherfucker. Uh, told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> y'all didn't want to eat his food, didn't want him to make us breakfast. Now look at him. Played. We ate his food, Todd. You ate too much of it. No, not enough. You guys uh, hear him humming down the road and singing, It's a beautiful day to slay her good. A beautiful day to slay her won't you kill mine won't you kill mine and he does a little happy skip kind of step up the back door steps in the back and does a little twirl and takes off his cardigan and kind of dances over to eldrin and like bows at him and then gives baba some finger crossbows little 
And because gentlemen, 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 I could not have asked for a better performance in this. You know, I've been doing this for centuries. I find a kind of disaffected older woman who has been pushed out by her village and offer her a safe haven. And just when she starts to get comfortable and just when she starts to question why I haven't actually taught her any spells yet, I find a group of adventurers who are always so willing to believe the story that this old evil woman is a witch and to come out here and take her off my hands for me. I am so surprised that none of, you know, I don't know if it's just that it's because you're all just rampaging misogynists or if it's just easy to believe me because I look like a nice old man in a sweater. But thanks, fellas. I'll give you a choice. You can get out of my house or I can kill all of you. Which is it going to be? Go fuck yourself. Wait, wait. Um, Before you do anything, Mr. Westinghouse. Before you do any fucking. Westinghouse. What was it? I lost it. Mr. Wellington. Wellington. No, he should correct me. Mr. Westinghouse. He just looks over at you and goes, Mossberg, Mossberg, Mossberg. How are those spores in your belly feeling? Oh, they they were great. I talked to my God. You really shouldn't think of him in the past tense. And he snaps his fingers and Moyle, give me a constitution saving throw. I have have explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Very explosive. Oh, oh, you ain't saving anything with that roll. I rolled a six. You start just tripping full on balls again. (laughs) You just see Moyle's pupils ultra dilate and he zoops back out. So was the the lady evil? Uh, Wait, wait, I wanted to ask... (laughs) Oh, no. This guy totally paid on. No, it, his, this is his scam. He has people come in, tells people that, hey, there's a mean old witch out there and preys on the assumptions of these crazy old ladies being witches. He, You guys totally fell for like a really shitty, like misogynist trap. I feel like I should stealthily level up whatever I spend enough time with Rala Shaws. <laughs> we'll deal with the time you're spending with Rala Shaws. And, uh, but no, you're, you're actually not with Rala Shaws right now. You are spinning through an empty void with stars streaking by you. And and actually, it halts for a moment and you find yourself in a cosmic space in darkness. And then there is a blast of energy and the universe seems to form. And you are living through the cosmic intro that is the intro of our podcast. So all the sequence of events that happen at the beginning of our podcast where the silver crystal comes floating in and the formation in the universe, you are watching the beginning of the universe through that moment. So am I smoking hookah now? Oh, yeah. You're floating in space. Yeah, you can. You, I mean, you can be smoking whatever you want. Oh, I mean, like, no, but I mean the guy in the. in the. No, you are not that person. You have no sense of self. There is no you. There is no moil. There is no universe. There is just the fucking shrooms. I am Mike Tyson licking the toad. <laughs> very, very much so. All right. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, down the healer again. That's great. Yeah, he gave, gave us the opportunity to run. I wasn't taking it anyway, but now that the healer is doing what he did. I doubt if anyone can carry his big ass anywhere either. So I just want to say, Todd, I am sorry that you were right about this asshole, but you know, let's, let's <laughs> fucking kill this guy. <laughs> That's the funniest part. This Todd is, has been consistently fucking right. I know. <laughs> we should have just murdered that old man. It's not intentional. It's not. <laughs> just worked out that way. All right. So are you guys going to attack? What are you doing? He's getting to business. Yeah. 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 No, he's got to go. He just made us kill an innocent. Mm-hmm. Aldrin, what you doing? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on Old Roger over there. Okay. 
23. Yes, that will hit. So 15. Ooh, good God. All right. Good opening volley. You fire your force arrow into Mr. Rogers and he, or I'm sorry, Rogers Wellington, and he shrugs back and you can see his form shift into a larger horned, he, he is basically a, what I am, I am, instead of a night hag, he is a night codger. Roger is a, uh, basically a gender inverted version of a night hag. In, in this world, it's not just hags. There are also codgers, which are the male version of hags. And he is a knight codger. Roger the codger. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. Roger the codger. Mm, I like it. All right. Then that brings us to fate. Yep. All right. So who is between me and Roger the codger? Uh, I'm going to say you're probably still standing in that pantry door. Roger is pretty much dead center of the kitchen. You got a you got a clear line of sight. You got a clear line of sight on Roger the Kaja, you say. Alrighty. Well then he is gonna take this scorching ray to the face. Uh I throw a couple of hand signs, I say something that has a katone in it, and almost a fireball jutsu at him, but something like that. A thirteen will not hit. Thirteen again will miss, and twenty-four. Uh the twenty-four will hit. 10 points of fire damage. No, nope, he only takes five. Oh. He is resistant to fire. Noted. And uh, as that, I'm going to kind of take a couple steps towards the foyer. Not into it, but just right there by it. So you're running away, is what you're saying. Tactical distancing. <laughs> Strategic withdrawal, sir. Yes. Okay. That is going to be Todd. You're up next. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we're going sneak attack, you know, but... The routine. Uh, well, again, nobody physically close enough for him to... Tr- right, he can do it by himself. Oh, wait, God, son of a bitch. <laughs> but that, well, you know what that also means, though, is he will also be the only person in melee range on Roger's fucking... Well, uh, so once again, Todd will be the only person attacked. I'm okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's my bad initiative rolls that are messing you up. My bad. It's my only attack, and yet I got Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's yeah, I quote unquote bad. Like, oh yeah, sorry, Todd. Real sorry about that. <laughs> the twenty one does it hit? Twenty one does hit. Yes. My total damage is seventeen. All right. Yeah, you bring both of your short swords around and just yeah, right into his torso. But with my cunning action, I will dash away, so I'm not in melee range anymore. So how far are you running away, Todd? And are you running outdoors? Are you running into the bedroom? Are you running towards the pot? Or you, you can't run into that foyer because fate's in the doorway. I'm running towards the pot. That's where I am, right? That seems like a bad idea. Cool. That is Roger's turn. He is going to... I'm going to have him just go ahead and cast Ray of Enfeeblement on Baba. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> what is Ray of Enfeeblement? A black beam of enervating energy springs forth from Roger's finger towards a creature in range. Make a ranged spell attack on a hit. Target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. Okay. Ooh, that's not good. You might miss. Ooh. <laughs> 11. Yeah, I'm assuming your AC is better than 11. It is. Ooh. All right, so <laughs> he burns one of those. That is uh, your turn, Baba. 
Okay. As soon as you said Raven Feeblement, I was squinting like, please not me. Please not me. (laughs) (laughs) Baba's very upset about the fact that he was tricked into doing something that was outside of his character. His rage now is is more of a roar and than a trance. He is he's pissed. So use my last rage and I run at him and attack with the reckless attack with the. Mm -hmm. I'm a little too upset. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to do it, unfortunately, Bob. I'm sorry. Brings us around to Moyle. Moyle, give me a constitution saving throw. I roll a 13. Damn it. Not this round. The universe is a magnificent place, and you have you have gone beyond space and time into a, just a pure, pure presence of being, and you feel the warp and weave of the universe wrap itself around you like a warm blanket, but it might actually be the ochre jelly that now is going to try and wrap itself around you. So can I, so in my head, I'm like, ah, I get it. It all makes sense. Oh, I feel the warmth and the love. And then and then in real life I'm going and, and the Todd's like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> you see this thing in the pot lash out and holy Jesus wallops moil for twelve points of damage. She's back to dead again almost. <laughs> Eldrin. You are up. Yeah, I'm going to draw the bow back, target Roger, and uh, use Planar Warrior again to attack at a 24. Goddamn. Yeah, that hits. I miss. Mm. <laughs> so 16 total. Good Lord. Okay. You've put a pretty good whooping on Roger at this point. He, he's not feeling great. Moyle, I will say that was enough damage to, to give me a wisdom saving throw real quick. By the way, I think I should get smarter or wiser or more intelligent. I mean, I am getting in touch with the universe. Not many people get that kind of hands-on experience. I mean, you, you were the one choosing to eat the weird shit. Like... <laughs> But your base, yeah, your base level intelligence is so low. You're now coming in like borderline. You're like eating paint over here. I ate a mushroom. That is a mind altering substance, <laughs> and I feel like it should alter my mind towards a more intelligent. Oh, it's been altered. It's just fried. It's fried. <laughs> oh, no, no, wasn't If you'd rolled less than a ten, you were going to start having a bad trip. But with a fourteen, I will say that the wallop from the uh, pseudopod of the ochre jelly brings you out. You'll actually get to take a turn on your next turn. But that is fate. You're up. I'm going to cast magic missile. No oh, surprise. <laughs> And he's going to take 13 points of force damage. So Magic Missile just doesn't miss at all? Correct. No, that's what's awesome about Magic Missile. It can only be blocked by shield. I hold up three fingers. All three of them kind of glow right at the tip. And then I just flick them at him. And the darts of Magic Force come out of the fingertips. And then that brings us to Todd. I can't. I'm not in sneak attack range anymore. You can move back up. It's not that big of a room. 16. Got to hit. Does not hit. <laughs> Get the fuck here. All right. Short sword again. Offhand. Mm. 24. You've been hitting with the offhand all day. What is going on? Are we sure that Todd's not left-handed? He's, he's mistakenly <laughs> using his right hand as his dominant hand. <laughs> I'm going to say that's the rule. Now. Like Todd has been left-handed this entire time. He's too confident that he was right-handed 
<laughs> Total damage is 10. All right. Then that's Roger. He is going to point at Eldrin and he is going to cast Magic Missile. No. <laughs> Roger puts his hands behind his head as if he is about to get a two pump penalty. <laughs> magic missiles shoot out of his crotch <laughs> he does the finger crossbows again and points at Eldrin and goes and three beams of light shoot out and do I want to look uh, nine points of damage okay, cool. that's okay Bobby you're up alright we reckless attacking again I am still pissed <laughs> I'm even more pissed because you missed the last two <laughs> yes <laughs> Wow. <laughs> 17 will hit. We'll hit him for 12. And from now on, my sister's project, astral projection is hindering his attack. To the start of my next turn, he has disadvantage on any attack rolls that isn't against me. And when he targets a creature other than me, uh, that creature has resistance to the damage of that attack. Well, that's badass. I told y'all I didn't think. <laughs> You gotta hit stuff, though. I, I do. I do. It's been it's, it's been bad. <laughs> All right, Moyle. So since I was just shooken out of uh, pure bliss by some slime monster, I'm pretty pissed. Uh, I you're not gonna heal yourself? No, because I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking straight because I I'm totally emotional after getting shaken up. I mean, you're still a little high. Not enough to give you any penalties, but... He is he is double Rainbow Man at this point. <laughs> oh, oh, double <laughs> Rainbow! And uh, I, uh, I'm i right next to the blob, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds, and it's supposed to be 3d10. Uh, yeah, that six, 16 will definitely hit. 25 points, yeah. I'm just going to slap it like it was a fat dude's belly. I'm just going to slap the uh, the jelly, and it will ripple. A wave of necrotic energy passes from your hand into its rippling belly, and as it ripples, it also starts to rot from the inside out. The jelly will swing back at you in retaliation. How's the jelly not dead? 25 damage? No, jelly's not dead? No. Did you heal yourself yet? No. No, he didn't heal himself. Mm. It's, very, it's very hurt. Oh, it, uh, does a 13 hit, Moyle? No. Oh, well, then I'm dead. No, no, no. You're hit. Armor class. I have a 14 armor class. You gotta class. have yeah. armor class. It's gotta be. Whew. You are, oh, you are A-okay then. <laughs> you was about to die. It's still a slime. <laughs> and anyone who plays Dragon Quest knows you don't die to the slime. Oh, man. I remember Dragon Quest. Uh, you die to slimes in, in D&D. These aren't, these aren't the, the smiley teardrop slimes. They're not the level ones? No. These, these are not your Dragon Quest slimes. G- gelatinous cubes, anything slimy, you don't you don't really mess with deity. <laughs> Eldrin, that's back around to you. All right, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Roger guy. I will uh, wait. Did, so when he hit me, did my uh, concentration? Does that does that do a um, concentration track? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. 19. Okay, good. All right, uh, then yeah, I am going to uh, use my planar warrior and fire my. Force arrow thingy at him again. I wonder if he's going to hit. Bam! 23. <laughs> <laughs> he's been rolling aces all goddamn night. It is ridiculous. He got plus seven on that thing. <laughs> and 14. 
All right. So Roger is starting to look significantly bad. And he goes, fellas, 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 look, what if what if we took a step back from this? I am impressed by what you have done. What if this land of make-believe you see around you could be yours? Mm-mm, comb your beard. I ain't trying to hear that shit. killing old ladies for nothing yep. uh, i guess that's a no to whatever you were proposing yeah. whatever he was going to propose hard no <laughs> i do believe it's my turn we're going to cast hold person as a level two. Ooh, I don't know that Roger's a person. It's a, he's a humanoid, though. He's a, he's a fiend. Since it's fiend, it should be resistant to hold person, but hold beast would work, or hold monster. Yeah, no, yeah, so yeah, hold person does not work on him. I failed with my... <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I will do an arcana check for me real quick. Okay. I'll give you an opportunity to know that you shouldn't have cast that spell. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 are familiar with the Fae, and yeah, although this is the first codger you've ever heard of, you're used to hags, and you know what hags are, and you would you would know better than a cast hold person on a hag. And I'm still burning that level two spell slot on another scorching ray, just because. Give me yeah, give me your three rolls. One mm. miss, miss two mm. still misses, Ugh. and an eighteen. That is that last like, scorching ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming yeah, so I rolled a nine, take half or four. No, uh, it's Todd. It's your boy. <laughs> Maybe only attack with your offhand first. And... I will attack with my <laughs> short sword. Okay. Slam. Then I hit him with the, the sneaky sneak attack. Well twenty two, sorry, I hit twenty two. Uh the the, the twenty two hit. I think yes, the 22 hits. For five damage on the sneak attack with 10. And I'm not sure if I'm calling my shot. So short sword, offhand. Offhand. And 24. That will hit. And then damage, two. So we're talking 17 damage. He had exactly 17 hit points left. Yeah, call your shot, Todd. Oh, okay. So he's got, he's getting it extra. So... <laughs> the first shot stab to the heart then the next one is a stab to the head and then I kick him in his balls just off GP just for being a dick you, you first stab goes in he drops down second stab oh, third nut kick he just goes oh I regret nothing <laughs> <laughs> and then crumbles in dash except for his cardigan his cardigan remains <laughs> Baba that's your turn we got the slime still left slime yep. still left oh okay I was like I was like what are we what's we fighting punch that slime Okay. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't have to fight the slime, but yeah, somebody. Yeah. Have I seen the slime actually doing things? <laughs> or is he just playing in the pot? Like, what is... <laughs> you guys have seen it. Okay. So- you don't think that Moyle's just been punching soup. Hey, I, when I came in, I thought you guys were messing around with a rug. Like it was Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll run over and reckless attack the, the, the soup. Okay. Okay, 22. Okay, the 22 will hit for sure. I stab my spear into the soup and then mix 
vigorously. (laughs) (laughs) You puree it down into a nice bisque. It it slinks back into the pot and is, is, is dead, dead. And you guys are out of combat. We still got the key. I have the key, right? You guys still got the key? <laughs> yes, you have the key. There's the key. There's the ice box. There's the stove. There's the bedroom. There's the pantry. You guys can start doing some searching real quick. Is this place magically enhanced? So I feel I feel like the key goes to the shed. Yeah, it seems possible. Fate's going back to the pantry. So I'm going to walk out to this. Oh, you know, we still hold on, guys. Mm-hmm. That dummy is still somewhere. Or is there no magic once you kill the... I mean, uh, who knows? <laughs> no, I don't know what the dummy was. Once you kill the hag. you got, Yeah, you, you guys... Actually, you know what? Hang on. Let's do this real quick. Everybody give me perception checks. Oh, boy. Got a 16. I got a 13. Nobody sees the dummy. What? I got an 18. <laughs> oh, I got an 18. Nobody sees the dummy. Oh, no. <laughs> the number I roll on the die when I roll D20 does not include any bonuses. And if this was a magically enchanted animated sentient dummy that was also secretly a magical assassin, I assure you it has bonuses to its bonuses to its stealth rolls. Great. If that was true. <laughs> you do hear the scampering of little wooden feet across a tile floor and out the back door. God damn it. Well, I think I should go to the shed. <laughs> out, which is out the back door? <laughs> I'd rather not be in this house. That's fair. Because I that don't know fair. what I don't know what other kitchen items are gonna pop out. Is there gonna be a deadly cake coming out of the oven? <laughs> okay. With well, a file inside it that's gonna stab me. Roll, roll an inside check real quick. And I roll <laughs> a three. Yeah, the shed seems safe. <laughs> Does anyone want to come with me? Oh, no, you need help. Oh, oh no, I didn't, say, I didn't say I need help. Oh. I just want to know if anyone wants to come with I me. I want to check this bedroom out first, but I mean, I'll, I'll go with you after that. I want to see if there's anything in this woman's. Let's check in the house yeah. to see if anywhere goes to that key first yeah. before we check outside the house. We've seen every room, though. But there's still that ice box. There's a dead woman. We came right out after we killed... Yeah, we came right out after we killed the lady. I killed the lady. Fate is still trying to look in the pantry. (laughs) I'm just trying to get there, Fate. Fate, the pantry is covered with a wide array of spices and foodstuffs, all of them largely mundane. In fact, most of them look like they were brought in from the regular world and aren't so as to not be the Feywild food that has the impact on it that, that you've been going through in fact fate eat another uh it's time for another sugar bump wow that was that was quick it's only been like a minute all right uh we're down to how many dates now just give me a d8 roll all righty uh one oh fate you shrink a foot wait what (laughs) (laughs) all them short jokes huh all them short jokes (laughs) coming home to roost Uh, (laughs) strong for eight (laughs) That's all. No penalties. You're just a foot shorter. A whole foot? Like a whole foot. Wow. One foot. Um, the up on the top shelf, and you're going to probably need somebody to help you get it now. <laughs> you see a large earthenware jug with, I think, eight corks in it. Huh. All right. Hey, uh, hey, Baba, you mind, uh, you mind uh, coming in here for a moment? What you need? 
I'll, I'll walk over. First thing you do is you notice that Faith's a little shorter. Like, ate <laughs> them dates again, didn't you? <laughs> now, did did he just like shrink in like proportionate size, or did like a like a section of his legs just no longer there? Like, how is he shorter without being smaller? No, he's he's proportionate. He's fine. How is he shorter without being smaller? His clothes even shrunk. It's just like he shrunk. He's like ten percent gotcha. less. Ten percent less. Ten <laughs> percent less feet. Yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not real sure. I'm not feeling real well right now. Um, just could you, could you hand me that that uh that jar there, top the top shelf, please? I don't seem to be able to reach it. I'll hand it to him. You should dangle it. Should have just picked him <laughs> up and just really emasculated him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Todd would have done. All <laughs> Except Todd can't reach it either. Uh, Todd can reach it. Oh, <laughs> can reach it. But does Todd, Todd need to get up on his tippy toes? Todd's not strong enough to pick up feet. This, this, this is not a giant witch's house. A giant old lady's house. It's a normal lady, old lady's house. It wasn't a witch's house at all. Yeah, it was. It was a house. She just lived there. <laughs> you guys have just murdered a senior citizen. Now you guys, once again, <laughs> Todd murders the people that need to be murdered. <laughs> again, fate tried to tell you guys that there was no hag. Man, did Baba murder her, though. Uh, yeah, you, um, fate, give me an arcana check. Yeah. Oh, man. 23, sir. Oof. Yeah, you know this is an alchemy jug. Ooh. Well, this will be fun. Um, yeah. Um, anybody mind uh, carrying this for me? I need a... Uh, I don't think I have enough space with these books. Yeah, I'll carry it. Whatever. Give me it. Give me it. Thank Shorty. you. Thank you. Oh. This was going so well, and he decided to be rude. Um, anyways, what else was it about? That's it in the pantry. You guys can search the old lady's bedroom. There is the ice box, and then there is if you want to go check the shed outside. I the shed outside. Definitely don't trust the ice box, but uh, I'll check. I'll check the old lady's room. Uh, give me an investigate check. Okay. Oh, and then there is the the Mister Rogers cardigan. Didn't we already check? Oh no no no! We checked the master bedroom. Uh, does the Mister Rogers cardigan fit new fate? Ugh, eight. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like it's going to at first fate. In fact, in fact, it looks like it would be a little baggy, um, but it seems to shrink down and fit you, your your new side. No, 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 no. I wasn't putting it on. Oh, come on. I'm Put it on, goddammit. It. It's no, no, a cardigan no. of protection plus one. It's fucking fine. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I was gonna, I was gonna carry it for a bit. No, 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 Check no, no. It it's, it's perfectly okay. It is a cardigan of protection plus one. Lord oh, knows you need right. it. What is this? This is nice. Dang, does it count as armor? Oh, uh, yeah, just feel like a ring of protection, but it's a cardigan of protection for flavor. So, AC plus one? Yeah. Nice. Ooh. Trade you alchemy bottle. <laughs> Somehow you got two goodies, yeah. Well, the, the alchemy jug is a utility item for the entire party to use. In the old lady's room, uh, Eldrin, you find what appear to be two large knitting needles Ooh. that look a little bit, a little bit special. Uh, you picked them up. Um, yeah, you know that they are. They are. How long is the regular, like a regular knitting needle, like a foot? Yeah, like, like they're, they're about a foot long knitting needle. But these are silvered. They have veins of silver and another metal running through it, and some runes etched on the side. You're not sure what they do, but you know that these are. There's something more to these than just a standard knitting. Needle. Do I recognize the language? Mm, nope, you don't. Uh, hey, Fate, can you read this? <laughs> what, what what what's that? Found these needles. They have some crazy runes on them. I don't recognize them though. Do you do you recognize uh, this? Let me uh, let me take a look. Let me see what you got there. 
they are dwarven runes that have been inscribed into it, fate, but they they don't they don't necessarily say anything in particular. You would need to cast an identify spell to know what what this is. Uh, okay, um, it's definitely dwarvish, but doesn't really seem to say anything in particular. All right. Uh, I have to check this out a little further when we have more time. You can identify them as dwarvish runes of enchantment. I will tell you that much. Like they don't they don't necessarily have a particular linguistic meaning so much as they are a a mystical formula. Um so the arcane magic works very much like sciences in this world. That they are the practical application of mystical formula to shape specific forces in the direction that you want them to go. This one seems to be it's definitely an enchantment magic with a dash of a little abjuration uh, mixed in. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stick them in my bag, I guess, because I don't know what the hell they're going to do. We'll figure it out later, I guess. <laughs> so where are we at? We, we... You got the icebox, the shed, the then that would be the, the two things left to check. I'd like to check the icebox. All right. In the icebox, there is what appears to be a big-ass jello mold floating in the center oh, of that jello mold is a ring. Do I? I would like the ring. Okay. Stick your hand in the slime. Yes. Uh, I will stick my hand in the slime. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> I eat the jello. <laughs> I'm not eating jello. <laughs> oh, the jello. It's all on my hand. I am stucky. The ring. Oh, the two's fine. <laughs> Solid roll. Todd, you take an 11 acid damage as the tiny little gelatinous cube that you've stuck your hand into slides up your arm. I mean, you do grab the ring, which is great. You've got the ring in your hand, but now you are, your arm is currently engulfed with a little gelatinous cube. I told you. Nice job, Smeagol. <laughs> what? So I've got this ring, but I've taken, taken 11 damage? Yeah, you've got an acidic gelatinous beast trying to d- digest you. I mean, it was life. It was, oh, it was a monster. Right now? Like, yeah. I, I currently? You're it like is, an authentic Londoner it now. It's on your arm, yes. At this magic moment. How do I get this thing off me? Kill it. I mean, shake it off or something. Uh, Attack it. Stab it. Todd is very calm for somebody who's having his arm dissolved. As I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I shake ferociously. I, I, I pour water on it. What do I do? Oh, you never pour water on a slime, man. That's a terrible idea. You never, never water an acid shall mix. You, you, you use another knife. <laughs> No, you shake your arm furiously and it's still on there. That's all you can do. I'll let everybody take an action to try and get this thing off you, and then you're going to take damage again. Uh, Can someone heal me? (laughs) Because I can't take much damage. I can't take much damage. I I got very little health. You don't have a slime on your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Todd. You do see a little face appear on the outside of it and smile at you as it continues to eat away at your arm and armor. All right, I got I got something. Everybody stand back. And Todd, if uh, this doesn't work, <laughs> I'm only a little sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? Fate rubs his hands together, gives him a nice clap, cast Thunder Wave. <laughs> the uh, gelatinous cube has to beat the DC. <laughs> 
as fate is now sculpting the spell around Todd, but not his arm. It it fails, and that does blast it off. This thing only had a couple of a couple of hit points, so yes, it, it blasts off of Todd. Thank you. You've done a lot of thanking and saluting. Uh huh. What? Sticking your hands and feet in things they don't belong in. Just mm. it's Jello. Everyone likes some Jello. (laughs) (laughs) Jello. No. (laughs) No. You do not get to stick your hand into Jello after telling me I can't taste the window. Wait. Listen to how dumb that sounds. At least he didn't try to eat the Jello. But look how diabetic you are. (laughs) (laughs) You can't put your hand in Jello because I can't lick a window. I didn't lick the window. I took my finger. I licked my finger. I touched the window. I licked my finger again. You literally just put hey, your hand into hey, Jello. Hey, hey, the guy will slap. L- listen, yes. There's some logic to that. When we recently just got attacked by soup. Does <laughs> 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 this ring do anything, or did I just get a copper ring? No, it's a uh, it's a gold ring, and it has an onyx set into it. But you don't. I mean, unless you put it on, it's, you don't know what it purple. does. Mm. Oh Jesus Christ! Can I can I get an arcane check from from this genius over here? Get- like the the alchemy jug is pretty distinct and could be passed with an arcana check. The knitting the knitting needles and the rings will require an identify spell. I ain't got it. You don't have identify. The cleric does though. All right, he might. I guarantee you, he doesn't have it stocked. Yeah, but you can cast identify as a ritual, right? I'm not putting this ring on with. On, <laughs> with I mean, I would well, I mean, I'm a fan of jewelry, but uh, my hit points are kind of low. And you just got burned. <laughs> yeah, yours mine is low. Yours got to be higher than mine. What is yours at? Ten. Nine. Uh, <laughs> Todd, always playing the victim. Yes, it can be cast as a ritual, but no, it is not a cleric spell. Can uh, Could I cast, or could I uh, do a sleight of hand because it's a ring? Uh, and what, make it disappear and reappear out of Todd's ear? Yeah, you can do that. All right. <laughs> no. I <laughs> get stuck in Todd's ear. <laughs> what did you roll? A two. You rolled a one. You rolled a you one. You managed to pierce Todd's ear with it, and it is now like an earring. No. <laughs> what you, um, how does that work out for me? No. <laughs> uh, uh, We're going to check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We didn't check everything else out. I think everything that, else is. The, the place where I, where I killed the old lady, was that just a closet? What was that? That was a bedroom. Yeah, Eldrin searched it and found the knitting needles. Okay. There's, you know, other than other than the the or the remainder of her belongings. Like it's, it was like a little guest bedroom that she went and hid in when you she when Jennifer told her that you guys were out there getting ready to attack. Yeah, no, don't ask me to pick any locks so, because I've got ten hit points. So, could we do like a, a perception check or investigation check to see if there's anything? House that maybe we should look for in the house. Yeah, you guys can do all do a hard investigation on the house. Fourteen. Moyle rule okay. fourteen. This is not gonna go well for me. We can't do the investigation. That's worse for me. I got a two. Seven. <laughs> it's all on fate's shoulders. Fourteen's <laughs> high. Yeah, apparently not high enough. Mm-mm. Let's go. Twenty-five. Oh, whoa. Yeah. All right. Back in the very, very first room, there was a rug that did not attack um, you, but, what? but yet <laughs> nobody looked underneath. That's what I was trying to do in the first place, but this stupid rug attacked me. 
<laughs> yes, well, there was another rug that wasn't a animated rug. Dude, there was two rugs in there. There was a rug on top of a rug. Not the first rug that you guys came in. In the library room, there are two chairs on top of a large circular rug. Oh, okay. When you pull that back, there is a trap door with a lock. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're not going in that shed now. I'm just throwing that yeah, out there now. The shed. <laughs> I think we should go in the shed. No, <laughs> no he can go. Let him go. All right. Let him Whatever. go. Yeah, well... So you can come back to the bar. Well, he's got the key, though. We need the key for the... I scurry away. No! <laughs> Give me the key. That's old person. God damn it. <laughs> I can't. Okay, sure. We go in. We go back into the library. I think we should try the, try the, yes. the key on that, on that okay. hatch. Yeah, for sure. Yes, the hatch pops open and there is a pile of gold and silver down underneath it. Nice. As well as a Baba-sized helmet. <laughs> I will put on said Baba's eyes helmet. And your eyes glow red. It is a dread helm, basically. It just makes you look really badass. I was like, I was like, I was like, then I murder everyone? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It just makes you look badass. I, I would give you a bonus on intimidation checks if you if you used it artfully. And it won't count against being armored or unarmored for the purposes of your barbarian okay. defense. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it, it can be used to help you with intimidation. So Faith's got his cardigan and his mask. Now, I was, which I was totally prepared to use until Baba Shish Kebab the flying cloak. There is also a book down in there, Fade, that is very clearly a spell book. However, it only has one spell inscribed in it. It is an enduring spell book, though, that can't be damaged by fire or immersion in water and doesn't deteriorate with age. What is What spell might I be staring at now? Give me an arcana check. Yeah. Identify. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Hey, look at that. It's identify. <laughs> but you're not going to be able to cast it tonight because you got to go through the whole freaking roll. For sure. I got to I gotta copy it down into my grimoire first. <laughs> so yeah, there's about, let's say, 200 gold down in there and then another 100 silver. It's 40 each. So 40 each on both? Yeah. So since we seem to have time now, I'm going to, uh, the last thing Fate's going to do as we're all uh, kind of recollecting ourselves is look through all of these books on the shelves and see if there's a cure for my uh, my diabetes. The diabetes is hurting me. <laughs> the prunes are making me smaller. You you need a, a cleric to cast cure disease on you. There is a guide that will tell you that that confirms that you can pick some more of those pomegranates to take with you to keep you tidied over until you you find a cleric. So you can by going out and kind of harvesting from the trees get I will say two weeks worth of pomegranates and um that should give you enough time to get to a cleric and get a cure disease cast on you would i have to level up uh, yeah unfortunately it's a third level spell so you would need to be fifth level did we make it to four yes you guys will be fourth level at the end of this I- any any uh anything else anything in there? For just me? silver in the book and yeah and like non-nerd stuff for uh for todd and <laughs> i like maybe todd wants a oh. stack of pancakes or some other international <laughs> breakfast accoutrement <laughs> Maybe there's a hammer, a special gold hammer in there. There is, Moyle, a what looks like a large pillowcase with uh, a kind of hemp rope tied around the beginning of it. And it calls to you. And it is a bag of hammers, capital B, capital H, 
that uh, works as a bag of holding, but only for hammers. Mm. And roll a D4 for me real quick. It has in it a two-handed war hammer, a regular carpenter's hammer, and a, a great hammer in there. You just got hammers. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I got to write that down. So yeah, you've, it is a bag of hammers, which is a mystical bag of bag hammers. Bag of hammers, carpenter's hammer. So it's just like a bag of holding. You can put as many hammers as you want in it. It is an extra dimensional space. You do need to be conscious of that. There are certain things that you can put in there that will cause a black hole. There are certain places you shouldn't take it, but it is a mystical bag of hammers. And what were the three hammers? It was a carpenter's hammer, a, another war hammer, and a great hammer. A Greek or a great? If you can tell me what a Greek hammer is, I'll let I'll let you throw that in as so a So a Greek hammer is a hammer made by the Greeks specifically for chiseling stuff like the Parthenon or statues. It's a delicate hammer. It's not a, a boisterous hammer, but it's very sturdy. It's made from a good hard wood, like a purple heart, and it is uh, silver. It's, uh, the head is silver, and it's a ball-peen hammer. Okay. I will allow it. <laughs> so a fancy carpenter's hammer? Uh, that is a chiseling hammer. A carpenter's <laughs> hammer is a flathead that would be used for hammering a nail, and it has a fork on the back. And we Sweet. still haven't gone into the shed. And we're leaving. Yeah, yeah I don't oh, know. We are we not checking the shed? I, he said it seemed very safe, but... Uh, no, but he did roll a two on that check. Don't metagame. You don't know that. You just know you as far as you know. If if the rest of y'all want to give me insight checks real quick or survival that checks seems, or whatever. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Uh is there anything wrong with the shed? Let's see. Twelve. So, wait. Fate is recalling earlier when reading through the books something mentioned about pets being kept. Mm. I with with your with your you don't get to roll again, Moyle. <laughs> <laughs> with your twelve, Aldrin, you are god damn you rolled another net one on your third <laughs> attempt. Um, now you are convinced you will die if you don't go into that shed. <laughs> the every other thing that you've come into in this house has been a trap in some one way or another. Uh-huh. There is nothing that leads you to believe that that shed would not be a similar situation. Fair Can enough. I don't want anything to do with it. Roll history to remember what he read in the books about the shed. Uh, just that animals were kept in there. You don't even need to roll history. That was like an hour ago. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Um, so, yeah, if I'm remembering right in the books, uh, they keep animals in there. Um yeah, I, and I could, we're in the Fey, so it's probably gonna be like some type of weird Fey animals. You know, it's just uh, yeah, we 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 can skip it. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go someplace where we could take a long nap. We know that that uh that inn that we was in before is empty because we killed the in, the innkeeper. Yeah, but those uh those paladins are also uh possibly trailing us. So do we want to backtrack backtrack? But we did take off. We got off the trail, though. Remember, that's how we found this place. We got off the trail to to lose them a bit. Yeah, I know. I let us. Um, are those gargoyles going to be pissed at us? Mm. All right. So when we go back out the portal, run. <laughs> you, so you, everybody's going out the gate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys step out through the gate into the chill fall air. Around you, the 
forest is a riot of oranges and browns and reds is the the wide variety of trees that make up Dak's rich forests have begun to change from the the vibrant greens of summer into the fall colors that lead into the bare the the bare gray blight of winter well shit Something has definitely changed since you guys were in there. So we were in the hyperbolic time chamber. The gargoyle, the gargoyles are not there. And Eldrin, give me a survival check. Oh, nine. You take you waste this time. I wasted waste all my rolls today. Yeah. <laughs> Even with a nine, you grew up in the area and you're a ranger and you you while you may not be able to pinpoint what month it is, you know you guys are deep into fall. And if you hazard had to hazard a guess, you would guess that ninety days or three months have passed since because you guys were at the just the beginning of spring when you went in there. So for you to even be this deep into fall, it at least has to spring has to have gone by and you have to be a month into it fall. So yeah, there clearly was some time dilation and you guys stand there as the wind whips around you months past the events of the waypoint. And that's where we'll end the session. Are we doing MVP? Come on. That, that, I don't even think that we should, that needs to be discussed. I killed like eight, I killed like I eight think people. Not I don't know. Baba had it, probably one of the coolest kills when he stirred the soup. <laughs> or when he slaughtered that old lady. Oh, it sounds like you didn't have so many kills there, Todd. No, I did. I did. Baba saved. Uh, Baba saved Todd's life from that rug. I think Baba might have saved. Who who saved Moyle? I think everybody saved Todd's life today. What? Yeah, there, there was a lot of Todd saving going on. There was a lot of Todd killing. <laughs> Todd mm. killed three of the four people. Fucked Roger no. up, so that's all. <laughs> yeah. So, so did I. So did I. I killed. I killed three things. <laughs> yeah. If you look at raw damage output, it's got to be me. No, that is, dude. I got the spreadsheet, man. It's not even close, dude. I'm sorry. You, 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 you made an impressive showing. Like, don't get me wrong. That was some sneaky sneak attacking, and I, I regret you being able to do that as frequently as you can. <laughs> <laughs> But the like the ninety seven damage that goddamn Eldrin did against the the boss battle. Yeah, is, yeah. that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. But I, I had to be like close second. Mm. Oh yeah, close. yeah, yeah. 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 But again, yeah, second. I mean, it's not not, not that close though. That's not MVP. You're not first or last, man. Finishing blow on the that finishing blow on the rug finishing blow on oh, was you, the, you can't count the rug because you would have been killed by the yes, rug if baba hadn't you, sacrificed a ton of so you would have been, <laughs> that was a slick move on baba's part because otherwise you would have been like beaten <laughs> and everybody else beat the rug um, that was an excellent move on your part i have to give <laughs> so, when, when he said so, suffocation i was like ah Suffocation in D&D is bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit's terrible. Suffocation, drowning, all of that is just all bad. And the damage transference piece of it too is just is just rough. So, uh, so I, wait. I also saved more from the bed crushing him. No, no, no. Several oh. people saved me from that. What about you? No one, no one attacked, the, kick, attacked the bed until I until I attacked it. Y'all all doing stupid stuff. We were looking for the switch that turns the bed off. Oh my god! No, you wasn't. The we seconds were. were going by, and he was getting crushed. Right, so, <laughs> so the the question though is, who who did the most damage? It it's Eldrin. Yeah. Who had to be saved? 
oh. in the adventure. It was Bob and, and Moyle. I'm sorry, Todd and Moyle. All right, so I'm sorry, Todd and Moyle. You guys have got a, a mark against you in the save oh. factor. I had to go oh, save wait, twice. Oh, let's not. Oh, let's not. Right. Yeah, you <laughs> had your arm, arm chewed off. But I killed three people and I saved Moyle. Are we also including the fact that Fate and uh, Moyle ate stuff that was bad while we were here? Is that wait, count since whoa. it was technically no, no, that was a time. previous session, sir. We don't. We don't mix that we in. Didn't, we didn't vote MVP for that right. session, though. So, I mean, technically, this that we we are going to. They runs a lot too. This has to be a knock against I, you. And, and Baba can't make his hits. I, I, I killed three Baba. Baba, Baba, Baba put in work today. <laughs> One was an old lady who had like five hit but points. But I kicked the door in her face first. <laughs> <laughs> he obliterated her face. <laughs> if, if we're comparing Baba and Todd, Baba does win the door contest. Like, <laughs> she kicked the door through that woman. And I didn't know she was. I didn't know she was an old lady. <laughs> well, it just turned out she would happen to be one. I think Moyle won in life. I mean, he lost his ego and became one with the universe. <laughs> Moyle does absolutely the least every time, I believe. Yeah, but he provides the most comic relief. <laughs> Moyle is a valuable member of the party, Tom. So if I'm voting, I say MVP goes to Eldrin. With playing the, the game to Baba. To I'm, still, I'm still voting for Baba. I'm going to second fate on this one. So I would say Get Elden Ring. the hell out with, of here. Yes. He did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. With play of the game to Baba as well. Oh, get the hell out of here. I don't, I don't know how he could say I did nothing, but that's fine. He out damaged you, and <laughs> I don't think he missed. I don't think he missed all day. He did not. Well, I missed once in miss. the beginning. I missed the carpet. I didn't miss. He missed the carpet. I didn't miss. You did more than miss. a 20 for most of You missed show. plenty. We were, we your, main you missing your main yeah. attacks. Well, no, 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 no. Missing would be I did not attack that guy at all. That no. on my turn, no, there was not a turn where one. I did not attack and did not hit. A miss would be I got zero points on that time, which happened when Jamie whiffed on that arrow no, with, the, with, the, with the carpet. Because no, had you, you hit on the main hand, you would have done double the damage each round. Oh, my good God. You so now we're... You didn't even realize you were left-handed until like, <laughs> the <end of> the <laughs> no. quite ambidextrous. Left hand, right hand makes no difference. <laughs> makes no. Okay, I see. I'm starting to think that y'all are just fighting ways to not give it to me because I clearly deserved it. <laughs> I'm looking at a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, I am looking at a spreadsheet. I am sorry to tell does you. It say, like, does it, does like, it say? Does it say? Does it say KD? The, my, what oh, my KD yeah. was? What was my KD? <laughs> this isn't best, buddy. Todd, I'm sorry. How, how, many, how many hit points you got? <laughs> Left? Yeah. That's because I'm the one doing the damage. I'm the tank also, apparently. I'm next to you. Mm. How many hit points did you get? How many <laughs> hit points do you have? Ten. You got ten left? How many potions did I give you? Mm. <laughs> one. <laughs> one. Okay. I just thought I'd ask. A- ask me the same thing. Ask, ask Moyle the same thing. Listen. Oh, wait, that's right. Did Moyle have to give you a potion too? No, no. Moyle didn't give no, me didn't. a potion. But ask if I got any any potion. Did you get any potions? No, I did not. And you know what my hit points are? We, you took a, we took a rest in the middle of... Uh, we were in the middle of a fight when you got... We, we definitely <laughs> showed up for, for you to heal up. Everyone took the same rest, all right? Don't put it all on me. But no one needed any points. No one needed any hit points except for you. We took one just for you. Well, if you had, if you, if you were clever enough to 
I did the second most the second most damage out of everyone. I basically was the tank because our tank can't hit anything. That's a lot. Come on now. Okay. Oh, okay. it's getting ugly. Todd. <laughs> Todd is just, yeah, I'll I'll remember I'm, 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 I'm pulling carpets off of your face. I remember that. <laughs> and I also killed three things. I just, Todd, I mean, one of them was a little old Todd, lady. I mean, there's, there's like a balance between, yeah, you helped out a lot, but we also had to save you a lot. But, you know, because fate did not have listen, to be if, saved every time. If the tank. If the tank takes the hit like he's supposed to, I don't get hit like that. I'm pretty squishy. Oh, there's something hey, to be hey, said then for being strategic and letting the tank pull Thank aggro you. That's first. What I, that's what I was saying. First off, you were pulling aggro. Tanking rules. You let the tank charge in first. I'm sorry if I can't, if I'm just too strong. Time out. I apologize for being good at my well, job. I just want to say Time out. Tank, so here's the thing. Thank you, Here's Todd. the thing that absolutely eliminates Todd from MVP consideration. He stuck his hand into the gelatinous tube. I think that's a great point. And and if I hadn't thunderclapped him, he'd be dead. Yes, it's possible. There's that too. Like I said, I'll admit, I almost died twice. I could (laughs) not have put more giant flaming laser arrows pointing out that, yeah, this is a big fucking trap. And you just stuck your hand right in. (laughs) It was the only way I thought I was getting loot. You could have poked it with your sword. You could have done many things that weren't sticking your hand directly in. Todd's like a bull in a china (laughs) shop. I mean... So wait, says the man who has put his hand in a pot, you went underneath a bed to get a shiny I did object. Not put, I did yes. not put my hand in the pot. You did that. I wafted to see if it smelled good. And that's when it attacks your face? Yeah. You didn't even get to fight the main bad guy because you was too busy fighting the low-level slime. I'm, I'm, I'm not the one saying I should be MVP. I made mistakes. Yeah, I'm sure. just saying all the things that I did. I'm not saying I should be MVP. All right, all right. It's not time. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? We need to put. We need to put these to votes. I need to see polls on on media your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. You take Todd for MVP. Yes. <laughs> Todd was Rob. I take Todd Rob. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so uh, let's. We know it's Fader Bob. Okay, votes for, for Fate. Uh, no, no, Eldrin, Eldrin, Eldrin. Eldrin. Votes for Eldrin MVP. I'm abstaining from this vote. Okay. Uh, Eldrin's got. Bob. Eldrin's got. I Bob. got Eldrin as well. I got Baba. I, I will vote for Baba because I thought he he did some stuff. <laughs> uh, what are, I, I'm I'm tie breaking it, Eldrin. You, your damage output was painful. Sweet, this guy. Oh, right. That dude had 117 hit points. I got a little bit worried for a second when the, I remembered the ochre jelly was still alive, <laughs> and then you fucking lit that guy up. Uh, Baba, play of the game. Definitely. Okay. All right. And thus ends. Another fascinating adventure for the party of five. Uh, you guys have uh, been time dilated out of immediate danger from the cops. 
which is a good thing, but also very off-putting because you did just lose three months of your lives in the Feywild. So there will be consequences for that, but you do feel more secure that you will be able to pick up your journey to Talias and the City of Heroes to hopefully discover the consequences of being mystically bound together by the Pentahedon. And that's it, man. That's it. Y'all, jingle out.